I don't think people recognize this is what's holding them back from success. Yeah. That's probably one of the bigger things to even realize to begin with, which is- thousand percent. Yeah, if you don't ask for things, you're not gonna get things. Yep. Like I think with my dating life in the past, it's always like, I just got what I got. I didn't get what I wanted. Mm. And to get what you want, you have to know what you want to yep. start, and then you have to ask for it. Welcome to A Better Life with Brandon Turner. That is me, where world-class guests share their wisdom on building a better life. Join me as we explore the habits, the actions, and the beliefs that have guided their journey with the aim of helping you apply those lessons to your own. Hey, it's Brandon. So I'm a big believer in letting guests be their authentic self and tell their authentic story. So a quick disclaimer, this episode may have some content or language that might not be for little ears. So be warned and be prepared for a great episode. Noah Kagan, man, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Dude, I'm excited about this. I've known you for a long time. Very I know long. you as uh, an early, 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 early over at Facebook. Would you be a billionaire if that would have stayed? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Rub it in. Wow. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just start with the heartache. Okay. So I know you as early at Facebook, mm. early at Mint. I know you built AppSumo, which does almost nine figures a year. Like not just a nine figure business, but like you guys, ridiculous levels of, uh, yeah, ridiculous. AppSumo is an amazing company. Uh, I bought a lot of stuff from you guys. Hell yeah. Um, author of brand new book, Million Dollar Weekend, not the Million Dollar Weekend, no. just Million Dollar Weekend. I got that wrong earlier. I swore I'd never do it again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and a prolific YouTuber. I mean, your Thanks clips go ridiculously viral. You're like the Daniel Mack who does the car. Like, what do you do yeah. for a living? But you're doing that with houses and yachts and everything else. Planes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's who that's who the world knows you as today. Yeah, but who was Noah Kagan? Yeah, I was I was texting my brother this morning, and I was telling him like I feel so lucky where everything is today. Like I'm 41 years old, girlfriend's pregnant, which is an unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I love my life here in in Austin, Texas, where I live, and then we spend half the year in Spain. Sumo, a book, you, and I'm, uh, I feel so lucky to have people like you and others around me. I feel very blessed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, your life seems that way. And, Oh, yeah, somebody beat the truck backing up out here. <laughs> That's all right. We're, dude, we're, yeah. we're rolling with it. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, for me, you know, underneath the water and from my 20s and 30s was a very uh, challenging time where I felt very lost. I felt very angry. I felt very sad. I had these just like wild swings of emotion where, okay, fine. I'm finally trying to prove myself, you know, right that these people that fired me mm. and fired me again, Facebook and Mint, that like, can I finally be worthy? And, you know, I was living on floors, even though I was making six figures, it was just being cheap. And I was living in my aunt's basement and just a lot of really dark times until I think later in my thirties where I felt, finally felt like I started to understand myself and accept myself. And that's led me though, with, with a lot of different things to be at a point where today I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm so grateful to be here at 41 and be able to enjoy the life then. Uh, I'd say a lot of darker times in, in that earlier period trying to figure it out. How much do you think of the last, and we, you know, we can talk about the Facebook thing, but yeah. how much do you think of the last 20 years? Yeah. Was because of that was because of the firing or was it, you would have been there in any way. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. like, was that just I, your personality to struggle through those years or was it because of the firings? Probably a little bit of both. You know, I think a lot of times, especially men want their dads to be proud of them. Mm -hmm. And so I started these businesses. I went to my dad and he was just like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, I think the Facebook, it still creates, and maybe it's, you know, surprising, but it still creates insecurity in me these to these days sometimes where I'm like, am I actually a good CEO? 
did they know something I didn't know? Mm. Can I actually still do it? And, you know, you do things enough times over and over and over again. You're like, okay, I'm pretty good at this stuff. I can feel good about myself with what I can do. I would say one thing for other, for everyone, it's like, find some hardship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go look for something hard. And I, I am thankful to get fired. I think everyone should get fired. Even go get a fake firing. <laughs> and then, you know, it kind of made me realize that, you know, I can, you know, things can be taken away from me and entrepreneurship yeah. is one of the ways that you can have control over your destiny and, and no, never again will one person really decide my fate. Mm. Uh, but that, and, you know, frankly, a lot of therapy, being around good people, finding out what I like and don't like in life, you know, is a lot of things uh, to lead me to get to where I am today. So what got you fired at Facebook? I was at Coachella. You know Coachella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't gone back yeah. in 20 years. I was listening to Block Party. Remember them? They're, oh, oh, they're so good. Familiar. So good. And yeah. uh, it, it was numerous things, but I'd say number one, I was at Coachella. I was high and drunk, listening to Block Party, great music. And I wanted Facebook to promote what we were doing. I was really excited. I think find work you're excited to do. Like I love my book. So I'm excited to fly here today yeah. in the morning and fly back out in two hours, Thank three you. hours, because I'm excited about it. And I, I felt like I need to be with you. And I was excited. We were opening Facebook from just college students to professional. So if you had an at Microsoft email, you could join. And I emailed TechCrunch, which was like the blog at the time that everyone read. And I emailed him and said, hey, this is coming out in the morning. Can you please write about it? I want press for Facebook. He released it that night. And I emailed Mark and the executive team. I said, hey, I'm the one that told. And then a few days later, I was fired. Mm. And so the, I, that was one of the things. But I think it was also I wasn't able to grow with the business. I didn't frankly want to grow with the business. My dream was always to have my own company at some point. And I think at that time, they, they were like, wow, this guy's a liability. And that's what they called me. And that like stuck in my head for so long. Like, all right, you're going to mess this stuff up and you're going to keep messing this stuff up. And it took a lot of time to finally realize like maybe messing stuff up my way is okay. Yeah. And I wasn't supposed to be a part of that journey. And I think for myself too, it, it led me to think, okay, I want to create my own money. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to figure it out my own way. What did you learn from your dad? I know he was a somewhat of a entrepreneur as well. Like, yeah. What did you learn from him uh, that's benefited you or maybe hurt you? <laughs> Uh, my dad came from Israel, didn't speak English. He worked at Sears. You remember Sears? Yeah, yeah. It's funny now as you get older, it's like, you, you remember Macy's? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like what, what's that? You, you know, remember like Google? Yeah, GeoCities, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was binging it. You yeah. know, I, I don't know who uses Bing. And uh, I think, I, you know, I remember a lot of, my father passed away, which was very tragic for me. And yeah, I was really sad about that for a very long time. And I think we're, we're surprised that, tra you know, there's no time limit on tragedy. And yeah. that's okay. And let, you know, it's okay for it to process however long it takes. But learning from as a kid, I remember a lot of different things. I remember we'd be in his van and it was just disgusting. <laughs> he, he would like, I would sit on a bucket. <laughs> like the guy was just a slob. And I think that's why it made me probably overcompensate with trying to be clean and, mm. and shower regularly <laughs> and, um, you know, not be a, a mess in my house. And I just remember that he had no fear. Like one of the stories, we'd go to, we'd go to Carl's Jr. Do you remember yeah, Carl's yeah, Jr.? Yeah, yeah, It's like Hardee's, right? They're yeah, like yeah, Hardee's. Related somehow. Yeah, and he would get a hamburger and then go to the salad bar and make it a cheeseburger. And I was like, dad, that's, you're not supposed to do that. He's like, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I think that's, that, I, to be clear, I actually don't think that has integrity because I think you're stealing from them. At the, but what I admired about him as a young kid, I was so embarrassed, but he had no fear to ask. Mm. He was never afraid to ask for anything. And I was, I remember we, we also went to a garage sale. I think I was about 10. And there's a carpet. And this guy's buying the carpet from the person selling. And my father, he doesn't speak English very well. He's from Israel. He's like, you're buying the carpet? How much is the carpet? And the guy's like, I'm, I'm buying it. The guy who's buying it is like, no, I'm, I'm already buying it. I'm giving the money. He's like, I'll double the payment, $100. <laughs> and the guy, the guy selling it is like, well, he's offering 100 And then the, the guy who was originally going to get it was like, well, like, all right, screw it. And he walks away. And then my dad offers the guy 50 <laughs> And as a great. kid, I was just so uncomfortable. 
And now that's me. Yeah. Not doing the thing. Because I think what he's doing is kind of shady. But what he would, but the the essence yeah, of the yeah. fact that he would go door to door selling copiers without speaking English. Yeah. Right. And I think I, I really admired his ability to ask in, in entrepreneurship with Million Dollar Weekend and in general, it's how do we get good at asking? Yeah. Come on my show, be my customer, be my first partner, whatever that is. And I think with his asking ability, it also made me realize like these immigrants, you could be an immigrant in your own country. And I, the immigrant mentality, which is a lot of the most successful people at AppSumo are immigrants. Mm -hmm. They have two things in common that, I, that is universal. What I always found fascinating, and my dad had it too, is they can control their attitude and they can control their effort. And that's what has led him and I think a lot of other immigrants to be successful because like, he's like, well, I'm gonna eventually have to figure this out. The other thing I would say lastly is entrepreneurship. I remember just being in his van and he would go cold call or he would go door to door and he'd carry these heavy ass copiers. But then he also got so much money and he would take us to Costco. Do you remember Costco? Well, I go every week. Dude, Costco is like, now yeah. that I'm an, an adult. Yeah, and I'm, it's I'm, like I'm, Disneyland. Dude, I love, <laughs> I love Costco. And he would take us, he's like, you guys can get the Jordans. <laughs> or you can get like clam chowder. I don't know why yeah. that's what I thought of, but it would be clam chowder. And he's like, you can get two. Mm. And he would say in the accident, he just had all this money. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I knew I didn't want to have lift copiers, but I knew I could have the freedom like him where we can go jet skiing or we can go, go to Israel or we can go to Mexico, wherever we wanted because he had his own business. Yeah. He ended up losing everything to drugs and alcohol. So that was another kind of lesson I learned later in life, which is like, how do you hedge enough to protect yourself? And I, maybe I probably overcompensated for that, but definitely just so many different lessons that I was fortunate to be around him, as well as my, my mother and my stepfather, who are the complete opposite, super mid middle class, loved, well, not loved, hated slash loved the regular middle class jobs, computer programmer and a nurse, saved money, two week vacations, and you retire at 60, which is a, a very traditional path, which there's nothing wrong with it. And I, I like that I at least got to see both perspectives Yeah, to be able to, you know, choose my own. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Uh, yeah, I felt lucky with it. You know, you mentioned the the fear of asking. This is Oof. something that I struggle with Oof. deep, right? Yeah. And one of the things that resonated in your book a lot is you talk a lot about that, like overcoming that fear. And I don't know why that is, but my like, even like asking for just normal things, like can I, somebody makes my coffee wrong at Starbucks. I will not typically ask them to remake it. I will just suck it up and I'll throw it away and I'll go to another Starbucks yeah. and I'll get the right drink. Like that's how, how you yeah, it's bad. And, and I'm learning to deal with it. In fact, I got a coach right now, like a performance coach that I talk with a lot and we're dealing with this. Right. Even this is going to sound so stupid this is a good and one. silly. I get in an Uber comfort, comfort, right? When you get Uber comfort, you get to choose temperature and conversation, right? I do not want to talk to an Uber driver. Like I'm sure they're great people, but I just, I really like that time of like, I can work or I can read or I can 100%. meditate. Right? I just, I really value that quiet time. I got kids. I don't get a lot of it. <laughs> I never choose the option on the app even to say no conversation because I feel bad asking them not to talk to me. Like that's how deep it runs, man. <laughs> this morning on the, on the drive here though, wow. I did it. I, for the first time ever. And I was how like, was it? No conversation. It was wonderful. I know I, I worked, I actually worked on a little bit of this interview, For like sure. what I was gonna talk to you about. I had a great 30 minute drive over here. And the guy, I'm, I guarantee you, he probably appreciated that. Cause I don't think he wanted to talk to you. <laughs> Maybe you won't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, it's uh, it it's deep, interesting. Man. I don't think people recognize this is what's holding them back from success. Yeah. That's probably one of the bigger things to even realize to begin with, which is- Thousand percent. Yeah, if you don't ask for things, you're not gonna get things. Yep. Like I think with my dating life in the past, it's always like, I just got what I got. I didn't get what I wanted. Mm. And to get what you want, you have to know what you want to yep. start, and then you have to ask for it. And so what you've done, it sounds like, is you have this big fear of asking, yeah. right? And so how do we make it fun? And then how do you practice it in a small way where as you do it in small things, and, and let me be crystal clear here, there's times where I don't, like 
I used to ask all the time for my dressing not to be on the salad. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and if you put dressing on the salad, I was like, dude, you might as well just ruin my whole day. <laughs> like, I'm basically going to give up this entire year because I told you no, and I would ask them to send it back. And now as I'm getting older, it's like, am I going to sweat every single thing now? Because yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to make everything a war. But how do we make it the things we actually matter to us we can ask for? And you can do really stupid ask examples, stupid ask examples to practice. So as you get to other things you might want, maybe it's a raise. Maybe it's a customer, maybe it's a, someone to be on your show that you feel more comfortable with that. Cause a lot of businesses getting started and then asking, those yep. are really the two things that people have to get going on. So this morning I was at the Nashville airport and this is the simplest one you could do. Just, it's called the compliment challenge. Just go compliment someone and mm. then ask them where they got their, their clothes from. So I went up, this guy he had a great jacket and you cannot negotiate with yourself. He had the jacket <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm just trying to go see Brandon. I've got to get out of the airport. And it was like, nope, that's the moment. And we all have those moments. Yeah. That's the moment we're deciding, do we want to trust ourselves and feel good about who we are? And so I went up to him and I said, literally, I said, hey man, nice jacket, it's Costco, right? <laughs> and he's like, dude, it's Costco. I was like, that, I, I literally, I took a photo of me in this jacket, I can show you later. <laughs> but the point being is, it's really silly, right? It's silly, it's silly, right? It's silly, it's like cool clothes, or I did it yeah. with shoes for this other woman. Uh, she got them at JCPenney's. But the point is, it's a small thing where I'm complimenting them, so they're happy to talk to me. Ask them where it got it. And then you start realizing, okay, maybe you get rejected, maybe you don't, but you can start doing that on bigger things because you've practiced now on silly things. Like in you know, Million Dollar Weekend, I've seen it with the Dieter and Jason, and all these people, the coffee challenge yeah. is probably the most famous ask thing I've ever come up with because I've seen the results, which is when you go to Starbucks, you ask for 10% off and you wait. You could say <laughs> you know Kagan sent you or Million Dollar Weekend is I'm doing this book, but you get rejected yep. and they say no and you're like, Okay, fine. Yeah, nothing happened. But you might actually get a discount. You <laughs> yeah. might actually get the upside of the benefit of asking. The thing that's crazy, I was at the airport this morning, was it months ago, I stood outside a private airport and asked people to go on their private jets. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Dude. And then I got a, a flight. One of, so one of the guys, his name is James. I don't know who he is. I didn't know him at the time. He it was one, one, he's wearing a Miller High Life shirt, the beer. And so don't judge people about it. You, don't know, you yeah. never know someone's story. Said, hey man, so that's at the airport. We're doing a film. You can see it on YouTube. It's got five million views. Could we could check out your jet? We're doing YouTube. This is my dream this year. So like he said no at first. And I kind of was like, hey, you sure? And he said, yeah, fine, come. I gotta go. Go on the jet. And I was like, can we go with you? <laughs> and so he let me and Isaac, our videographer, fly with him to Boston. Wow. And so the, the point though is that that all started with just giving a compliment or doing a coffee. You don't have to go way outside airports. I'm not encouraging people to, and actually, yeah, yesterday I was at outside, or two days ago, I was outside of the private airport again, and the guy's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but you do it in small things, and then you realize a lot of business, it's fun, it's simple, and really got, by getting started and asking, you can really start any business or do almost anything you want in life. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah. I, there is almost an identity issue there where it's like this, it's it's deeper than the asking mm, for coffee, right? I love it's like that. my identity says like, I'm a, I don't ask people for things because I don't want to be rejected. Why don't I be rejected? Well, that's a whole therapy session in itself. Like where yeah. does that come from, right? But once I can overcome that in the small things and asking for coffee, it does, or say no conversation in a car, it extrapolates out to all areas of your life. And it's again, not just asking, I think it's deep. It's like just weakness in general. It's a word like I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of weeks. It's just like, that is a weakness mm. in me, not of me, but in me. Like there's a there's something weak in me that fears rejection from somebody. And so once I can start dealing with that on a small scale, I can start dealing with that on a larger scale. So what I mean by that, to yes, be real dude. specific, right? If I'm afraid to 
be rejected from something, something small. I may also refuse in something big. So let's just say somebody's, you know, I'm having an employee who's just terrible and I don't want to fire them or I don't want to ask them to get better because I'm afraid of that. Well, that can derail not only my money, but I've raised money from 2,500 you know, investors, like millionaires who have given me their money. Now I'm derailing their future yeah. because I'm afraid to deal with the inner weakness. Oof. And so it begins with the coffee. Beautiful. It begins with the, the, the shirt, right? And yeah. I just need to get better there. So that's what I, I'm working on it. Yeah. Know? I mean, and, a lot of these things, you know, we talked, we started with like the challenges of my twenties. It's being patient with that. Mm, yeah. that. Like, Hey, I'm not an ass expert immediately day one. It's like, you never were an expert in anything day one, Yeah, but you can kind of keep doing that. And what most people don't realize about success and it's all relative, I would say, but I would say, you know, monetarily success, which me and you have both achieved. Like I, I was posting about the shows I'm going on and I post every week to the the launch team for the book, all the shows I'm going on. And I shared last week, I was like, here's all the shows that said no to me. Because you're not seeing that. Yeah. And a lot are saying no to me. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But that one no is, is one away from a yes, which is and I'm now here in Nashville yeah. with Brandon Turner. And, and that's part of, I would say, success, which is like, can you step up, which everyone can, and face the rejection and then keep going, which mm. everyone can. And a lot of those reframing, I once heard somebody on the Bigger Pockets podcast back in the day who said, it, I mean, this was probably 10 years ago and it stuck with me to this day. He said he used to be afraid of uh, when sellers would call him on the phone to want to sell their house. They didn't, I don't have to say, I don't want to get rejected. I don't, I'm, I'm scared of that. And then he was told the advice, remember that every single phone call is worth like $8,250. And he was like, what does that mean? It's because on a, if you average it out, if you had a hundred phone calls and you know, 10 great. of them ended up working out and you make a hundred grand over your life with it, however the number works out, right? Like yeah. every phone call, whether you get it or not. So then I, I use that today to say like, every book I've ever read has made me a million dollars. Every nonfiction book has made me a million dollars. If you average them out on average over a whole yeah. lifetime, I've read a couple hundred business books and I've, you know, I will have a net worth of well over, I'm sure, $200 million. So therefore, if I hadn't read no books, <laughs> I'd have no net worth, I don't think. Unless it was just million dollar Unless weekend. it was it's, just million dollar weekend. $200 million book. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I think it, yeah, it's when you think in averages like that, all of a sudden the fear then of rejection is a little bit less. Cause I'm like, well, I understand. This is door to door salesman, like know this intuitively, right? If I knock on 20 doors, one will invite me in and one of them out of 10 is going to actually buy the product. So great. Every door is just one more I got to knock. And it's still Yeah, man. I, I think what I've noticed from a lot of people who want different things in life, they're, they're, not, they're not ready. They're trying to be prepared and they're afraid of that rejection. And that's what's really holding them back. And it's like, okay, how do I face the thing that's hard in my life? And maybe by facing that, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's getting your first real estate deal. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's starting your own business. Maybe it's getting a promotion. Like if I could just face this a little bit, how much further ahead could I be? If I can just be a little bit uncomfortable for a moment, but the upside of it is amazing. And even, you know, the book for myself, I was very afraid, could I actually write something? Even mm. though I've done it time and time again, I've helped some people. I was like, can I actually do it? So I try to avoid it as long mm, as possible. Yeah. And then when I finally faced it, I was like, let me just do the hard work of putting in the book, working with thousands of people to see if they'll actually get results. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I can't. But, you know, in my 20s and 30s, I was like, I cannot. Yeah. And that, that again, takes time. And it's like positive self-talk, which I don't know if it gets talked about enough, but like, how do we work on our own positive self-talk yeah. to like, hey, you got rejected? That's okay. That person, let's go find someone who'll say yes to you. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Well, I want to dig into the book. I want to talk about yeah. how to build a million dollar business in a weekend. I want to know what that means and how you how, how you frame that. But before we do, mm. one thing unique about this show that we always do is 100% of the ad revenue from every episode goes to a charity of the guests. Love choosing. that. So where should we throw the money from this episode? So you're in Maui. I am. I would love for all the money go to go to laptops for kids okay. for the lowest income school in Maui. Dude, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's great. Why does that, why does that like- uh, Resonate know, with me? Yeah, resonate with you. So I did sumo charity rides, which and it's the same thing, but I do it in Austin for, the, for that money. 
I want everyone at least have the chance to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Like literally a laptop, which, you know, almost everyone can get. And if not, we're going to help them get it can change your life yeah. and you can do it anywhere now, especially more than ever. You can change your life worldwide for almost free. Like you don't mm. even have to spend a lot of money to do that. And that's amazing. And so it's always been exciting for me. It's like, why not at least have, at least have, if you don't want to do the work, fine, that's on you. But if yeah. you want, at least have the chance to do it. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Well, with that said, let's roll the ad. All right, so here are three truths that I've learned about business. Number one, most companies are wildly inefficient. Number two, that inefficiency is caused by not so great leadership. Number three, this is the hard part, your company can only keep growing if you, the leader, keep growing into a higher version of yourself. And that is why if you're a CEO or high-level leader, I strongly recommend you connect with my friend, Peter Awood of Whitestone Coaching. Peter built multiple seven-figure businesses. He's a good friend of mine. He was guest number 18 on this very show. And business-wise, he can help you become more efficient, more profitable, all while spending more time in your own unique zone of genius. And life-wise, he can also help you enjoy more stability, more freedom, get your priorities straight when it comes to health and connecting with your kids and your spouse and your friends. Look, personalized coaching is the best shortcut to success that i found, period, in any and all areas of my life. So here's how to connect with Peter and Whitestone Coaching. Text the word better life, all one word, to 55444. Again, you can connect with Peter and start becoming a legendary leader today by texting better life, one word, to 55444. Oh, there's an ad part? Is there's that like an, an ad part? That's literally an ad part. Good, right? <laughs> well, I, welcome back from the ad. Yeah, welcome back from the ad, man. Uh, all right, so million dollar weekend. Why? Let's start with why. Why write it? It's not easy to write a book. Uh, it is not. It's easy to actually. It's easy to write a book. It's hard to write a book. People want to read. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ChatGPT <laughs> can help you write a book in an hour and a half. Yeah, but. it was my dream. I had a dream to write a book, and then in the past few years, personally, I wanted something that was going to take a long time mm. and it was going to be hard. I think a lot of now, time nowadays, it's like, hey, I'm trying to get real estate really quickly, or I'm trying to get a tweet really quickly, or trying to get YouTube really quickly. And it's like, why don't we choose something that's the opposite of that? And, and doing a book is, takes a long time to actually get, get going together. And I, this was for me something that I was like, what's the book I wish I had when I was getting started? Like, you know, I, I came out of college, worked at Intel. Yeah. Uh, you know, and <laughs> I was like, what's the book? So I read back in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I think yeah. was like one of the signature books. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to be the rich dad. What do I do? Not, no, I don't know. There's nothing. There's no book for, for the person that's like, I want to get a business started today. Yeah. And we all have 52 weekends a year to do something. And, you know, especially if you have a family, it's like, it's hard to make time. Yeah. And so this is the book that I, I wish I had for myself. Yeah. Actually, those are the exact words I said after I read it. I said, this, I can't remember if I texted my wife or somebody. I said, I wish I had this book like 20 years ago. Thank uh, you, man. Just, yeah. There's like, this so idea. Much. And especially, and I'd love you to, to talk a little bit about the idea of what is it now, not how? Is yeah. that the idea? Like, like most people spend like, okay, first step, I got to do market research for a year. I got to do this, I got to do this. And then <laughs> business plan. Someday, yeah, business plan. And got, why are you against that idea of just- well, Let me even give you, like, let's do a please. brand new example. So you, you've done pretty well in real estate, let's say. Yeah, not bad, you know. right? So <laughs> let's say people want to do real estate, sure. right? What do most people do? All right, I need to buy a course. Yep. Well, I need to get money for a down payment. Yep. Maybe I need to go listen to three more Better Pocket podcasts. I need to follow yep. everything Brandon Turner's ever done. And then I need to go look for properties. That's six months to look for properties. Yep. Then I'm gonna put in how many offers. Those get rejected, you get one through. And then now a year later, maybe you have a property. And by the way, hopefully we can talk how much real estate sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I hate real estate. Yeah, like, I, I would love to hear Oh this. yeah, real estate, great, I made a 7% return. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely, I've made an unlimited percent return. Sure. And so, <laughs> okay, let's, let's take the, to, yeah, yeah, so let's take the now, not how mindset. Okay. All right, how can I do real estate today? Mm -hmm. So think about it, one, cleaning. Like I literally have people I pay $150, like they get paid $150 each time. 
could I message anyone I know that owns property and say, hey, do you have Airbnb? Do you have a cleaning? Can I be your cleaner for your Airbnbs? Yep. That you can do right now. They probably even have all the materials, like the brooms and stuff. Didn't cost me any money. I could do it right away. Yeah, and you're making money. Yeah, right same away. thing with property management. Yep. I want to get in real estate. I want to do something like that. Can I just go manage someone's property? Yep. Literally, again, no upfront cost, really no upfront time. And the now not how mindset, we survey all the beta readers. We've had 1,300 go through every single page of the book. This is the number one takeaway. I was surprised by it. It's not what I expected. I thought there was going to be, you know, I've started a lot of businesses. I've worked for Zuckerberg and all these different things. And I'm like, you don't want any of the other stuff? Like, no, just getting started right now and not worrying about the how. Yeah. Where, especially let's take an e-commerce business. I want to do a e-commerce business for microphones or I want to do e-commerce business for water bottles, whatever it is. I need a Shopify. I need a domain. I need to build a YouTube channel. Yep. All right. I need to go source an Alibaba. I need to go get a logo thing from Fiverr. All right. Let's try now, not how. If you had to do it right now, what do you need to do? Like, what do you need to do right now to get it going? Because most people don't think they're ready, and they are. There's no gap of like some guru has some secret. Just how do you do it right now? And so if you want to start a water bottle company, hit up three people, see if you can sell them a water bottle. Yeah. Right now. That's why we practice asking and starting as the beginning of the book. So when you get into these businesses, you're like, oh, yeah, this is all it is. Can you talk about the sumo jerky an as yeah. an example of that? Let me give you an even more recent okay, one. Please. So I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and I Should did so two months ago. I had Jake live at my house. He's, he's a guy in Dallas. He did the book. And then last week I did the book. So I, for 48 hours followed million dollar yeah. weekend. And the idea was I'm not going to use any of my social media. So I'm, it's equal yeah. to other people. And I'm gonna let my audience choose all the ideas. Mm. Cause then they'll have yeah, all the yeah. ideas. And so a lot of them were like, all right, go do an offline business outside, like some kind of construction business, maybe like lawn care or do some like AI software related business. Okay, sounds cool. So I went and knocked on doors. That's a lot of my videos and stuff like yeah. that. I knocked on doors trying to sell my neighbors lawn care. No one bought. It was very <laughs> uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable going to my, my neighbors like, dude, don't you, don't you run AppSumo? Yeah. Like, what do you, and I put on like funny clothes and they're like, I'm like, it's YouTube, dude. I'm doing some YouTube stuff. And they're like, no, but they all rejected me. And again, let's go back to the beginning. You have to get started. And you have to ask. Yeah. And guess what? Just by doing the swings, like for you, you've done, how many things have you done that did not work out? A lot. <laughs> right? But then people think like, oh no, I got to have one swing. And yeah. what's crazy about business is that you only need one swing to work. Yeah. It's the same in relationships. You only need one great partner to find as a husband or wife. Yeah. But you can increase your odds by swinging a lot. Yeah. So... Then with software, is that I, is that an advertisement for hookup culture? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm saying different you, woman every night, and <laughs> after ten years, you will have so many at bats. That's that, that might be. No, I am not in, encouraging hookup culture. No, forty-one year old Noah is just. Uh, I, I would say my biggest regret in life is actually not being more intentional with my dating mm. in my twenties. Yeah, really being intentional about who I am, what I need, what I like, and what's the, what kind of partner that could be in the next year. Because there's a quantity and quality issue. Yeah, it was just like more oh, you'll take me? Sure, I'll take it. Yep. And that's yep. a self-worth thing that, that's mm. taken time for me to get to. So with the software thing, it was kind of like, I thought about what, I think the best businesses are the ones you enjoy yourself, where you're always going to be a customer. Mm. I, yeah, 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 personally, because yeah, yeah. at least you're going to have one happy person. Obviously, there's other things that you need to follow in the system to make sure it's a million-dollar opportunity and to make sure there's customers for it. So for me, I hate hello sign. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, in real yeah, estate, yeah, you have yeah. a bunch of DocuSign and hello yeah, sign. Yeah. Even though, yes, I'm, I'm a multimillionaire. We make, I make a lot of money. The company makes a lot of money. We do super well. I still like, it's like $20 a month. I like create new accounts because you get three, three cents per month. <laughs> and I know, I know it's like, so it's petty, but like, it just irritates me. And so I was like, huh, I hate paying for it. I'd love to have that kind of software myself. DocuSign, you can go then, there's more details in the book, but basically DocuSign's $11 billion company by itself. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And I hate subscriptions. And AppSumo is a pay once, no subscription business. Maybe if I can create this, in a weekend and validate it, this could be a million dollar business. So 
instead of building software, instead of hiring a developer, instead of getting a domain name or anything, what I did specifically was I looked through my Gmail of every single person who's ever sent me a DocuSign or a hello sign. Mm, And I just made a list. I call it Dream 10, but you can do a Dream whatever. Mine was Dream 30 of everyone who's ever sent that to me. And I called them up and I said, hey, I'm working on this new alternative. How's DocuSign been for you? And they're like, I hate it. Oh, what do you hate about it? And so I talk about, you know, sales. Listen, option, transition. So I'm like, tell me what you hate about it. Huh, if I had an option that you paid once for life, $99, would you be interested? Yes, all right, well, you Venmo me right now. (laughs) And I can show you my Venmo. I made $3,000, so my goal is to make $3,000 profit within 24 hours. And that is a million dollar business. It's $2,700 a day is a million dollar business at the end of the year. And so called a lot of people, got a lot of rejections. Even my people were like so excited. I'm so, I hate DocuSign. I can't wait to give money. Do you want to put a refundable deposit down? No. Why not? I'd love to learn, well, how come you're not interested? Oh, because I want to see it when it's ready. Oh, what do you need to see? And then they're not ready and that's okay. But there's a lot of other people who are like, yeah, I'll put a deposit down for when it is ready. So now that I have validation that people are really wanting this, I'm found a developer. I'm going to give him that money. I'm going to go build it in the next 30 days. What I love and I'd love to point out here is that you didn't ask people, would you buy? It wasn't like, hey, do you like this idea? Great. If I build this, will you buy it? Right. Why is that different than you ask them to Venmo you money? Why ask them to Venmo you? I got a message this day from this morning on Slack. So we have a beta launch team for the book from this guy named Petru. And he's like, I emailed all these people to pay $5 for my product. And one of them said, well, if it was free, I'll do it. I was like, thank God you found out now because I've done it the other way. Betarcade.com, this other software that I built where I spent six months building something, yeah. paying developers, paying lawyers, getting all the design to find out no one wants it. Yep. Literally the book starts teaching you how to get started and teaching you about asking and rejection so that when people say, yeah, I don't want it, you're like, okay, cool, maybe there'll be someone who does. Yeah. And when people say they, they don't wanna pay it, that is rejection, but you're, they're just framing it in something else because they don't feel comfortable rejecting you straight up. Mm. Yeah, that's really good, man. Yeah, I think there's there's this tendency that we want to build things that we want, that we like. There's a tendency to build things that, and our, our friends are all like, yeah, go, you can do it, right? At the end of the day, like, is it actually validating your business model if your friends just say, yeah, cool idea, way to go? Now, people just love to give people encouragement. Well, and there, like, there are people that want you to succeed, for mm-hmm. sure. I don't think people realize how many people want them to succeed and how much opportunity they already have within their own network. They think they have to go outside of it and make it harder on themselves, and they don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. So what exactly, you said million dollar business, one that makes a million dollars in a year. That's kind of how you define it for this. You want to, in a weekend, be able to, am I getting this right? In a weekend, be able to build a business and validate it so that you could do a million dollars in a year. No, I don't think it'll be in a year. Okay. You think less? Sooner. No. (laughs) No, the million dollars can take a lot of time. Okay. You know, for me with AppSumo, our first year was $300,000 revenue. Second year was 3 million. Mm. 13 years later, it was 80 million last year. So yeah, which is insane. And you should always ask about profit and things like that because, you know, revenue is net revenue and then gross profit. And we spent 79,900,000 on ads. Which (laughs) some businesses do or they don't actually show you their business. And you can see, no, as much as I'm teaching it, I'm still operating in it. And so it can take time. What you want to do though is make sure there's a million dollar opportunity. Yeah. That's the big thing. You're going to work your ass off either way. So make sure you're doing it on something that can at least make you a million dollars. So people were suggesting to like, uh, and this is a good example of it, hamsters remember hamsters as a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. someone said as a daughter wants one really bad right now yeah they're like why don't you do a hamster daycare business <laughs> <laughs> and i was like dude hamsters yeah, yeah, I, yeah i haven't seen a hamster in a while and so one of the things i recommend is and there's a section that breaks it down is two key parts which is like is that market growing dying or flat 
And hamsters is not, and what you can do is two pieces. You can go to Google Trends totally for free. A lot of things I do is fast and cheap because I want to find out really quickly if this is something people want or not. And a lot of my stuff, people are like, it's so basic. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. So in Google Trends, you can go look up hamsters over the past five years. And it's like pretty much, it's not doing anything. And then you look up cat daycare. You look up dog daycare. So it's like, huh, I can work really hard on a hamster business. And, and it's like not going to really, from a market perspective, pretty minimal. But if I did cat or dog, okay, that's interesting. So the same thing if you look at like document signing. You're like AI, document signing. Versus other things. So it just gives you indications of how big the opportunity is. To make a million dollars, I'm going to be curious to see how fast someone's actually going to do it. Because I think it could be a year. Uh, I don't have data on how long that'll actually take. But you want to make sure that you can get to that amount of income for yourself. Yeah. I think it's important, yeah, to look at the, the address, I don't know, you call it like total addressable market and, yeah. you know, the, in the big business world, which is like, <laughs> you know, there's like big business and then like just like... Reality? Know, getting, yeah, reality, just getting started. But like, you know, my first thought actually, when I when I read the book and I'm reading through it, I'm trying to think, okay, what would I do for a business? And I, I love to actually kind of brainstorm with this. With Let's do it. Bit, right? So I'm like, okay, what idea would I do? Like, what would I do what I have? Well, you suggest in the book, I'm just going to take some words out of your mouth here. And in fact, there's a quote in the book. You said, the best entrepreneurs are the most dissatisfied people. And I love that line because <laughs> like, I think that's what makes me a good entrepreneur because I'm constantly going like, oh, I hate that this is a thing. Like this is a frustration. So I thought, okay, where am I dissatisfied in life? Like you mentioned, you don't like DocuSign. That's annoying. Okay. That's a great example. So in my life, where am I frustrated? I hate that I want to have a date night with my wife every single week. But I have to call the babysitter every single week and rearrange a new babysitter. Maybe I get the same one. Maybe she'll come twice, but maybe not. They're usually busy. It's just, it's a headache every time. So then what happens? I don't get a date night with my wife. So I thought, okay, so I dissatisfaction. That's difficult. There's lots of people out there who have marriages and kids. So it's a huge market. And it's a problem that a lot of people have. They don't get dates because babysitting is just hard, right? So now obviously there's nannies, but most people just don't want a full-time nanny just for a date night. So my thought was like, okay, what if I had date night babysitting? Like that's the name of the company, right? <laughs> How does that, does this, am I on oh, the right track brother. here, right? So, so I love it. And there's a, uh, I love that you're solving your own problem. So do a lot of people have kids? Yes. I still think it's healthy to kind of put together a little bit of a business model. I call it the one minute business model. How do you make money on it? And then is there a million dollars that you can make, right? So let's just say, how much would you pay for something like this? And I'm, what I'm hey. trying to show you, like how much would you pay for a date night babysitter? 100, 200 bucks, something like that, maybe. Uh, how long is that? What? How, how like long? A, for like a few hours of work. Like, say, how much does a daycare or how much does a babysitter cost? 25, I don't even know, 25 bucks an hour, maybe. So it's like 50 bucks. You charge a hundred, you'd pay a hundred. Yeah, let's say I'd pay a hundred if I didn't have to even think about it. So you need to do 20,000 sales yep. to do that. Yep. And then, so step back before we even get yep. into like, can we get customers? Sure. What I do encourage people is like, how big is the market? Obviously, I think there's a lot of parents yeah. that want date night, but we look at the business model. It's like, all right, you have to sell 20,000 at two hours at a hundred. Hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. maybe you do subscriptions. Yep. Maybe yeah. it's like, hey, you can have a yearly subscription to date night. It's going to be a hundred dollars a month, so twelve hundred bucks a year. Okay, that's only a thousand people you have to sell now. Mm, that's interesting. That's a lot easier for you. Again, super basic. I'm not trying to spend time doing a business plan. I'm just trying yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. that okay, can I make a million bucks? Yep. yep. Not is the total adjustable market, really, which is important. But is there a million dollars of money I can yeah. make? Now, in terms of validation, there's three ways that that I like to approach it. As. Let's, let's literally do this. So one, we'll do pre-sales, but I'll hold off on that. Number two is like posting it. So where else do parents go online? Do they use like Nextdoor? Are you in, is there any like market? So like, number two is yeah. marketplaces, which is, all right, where are people posting that are saying, hey, I want to, I want money here. I'm going to spend money here. Yep. So I don't know. Like, would you post on Craigslist for a babysitter? Probably not. Probably not. There's like care.com or. I yeah, there's care.com. Like, something like that. And so, and then number three that I, we'll go back to the first one, which is pre-sale. I'm just doing the, the lighter ones first. Yeah. Third one is landing pages and ads. So, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to go buy a domain, $12, which I hate spending money. Yeah. 
And then you're going to have to go set up, figure out how to do ads. Then you have to set up a landing page. And now it's already taken you like a day, maybe yeah. even longer. Yeah. And you don't know something. So let's go back to the beginning. You had a problem, which I'd love. Do you know other parents? Yep. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who's the first person that comes to mind? Cam and Lexi. And are they in Maui as well? Yeah, they're in Maui, yeah. And do you think they have this kind of problem? Yes. Okay. okay so do you think they're awake? Right now? Yeah. Uh, what time is it? Well, we talked about yeah, literally, now, we talked about now, not how. Yeah. So a lot of times, and I don't think you're really trying to start another business. Uh, you never know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably not though, but. So one of the safest ways, safe, and I would say yep. safe, because then you don't have to feel comfortable asking for yep. anything. You call someone and say, hey, can I just get feedback? Yeah. I got an idea. I just love to run it by you. And guess what? By giving them that idea, you ask for feedback. And at the end of it, you could say, hey, that actually sounds like something you might want if you were more interested and you could ask for a deposit. Yeah. Or like, hey, would you mind just committing a little bit? I'll go invest in it. I'll go invest getting uh, going forward with that. Yeah, I could even see you. You write up the, the subscription model idea. So let's just say it was, okay, $400 a month. I'm just throwing this out there, but $400 a month and you get one date night every week uh, subscription. If you don't use it, you lose it. So it's just like you get four, you get one per week. So either do it. So most people will probably only end up using two out of four anyway. So you're almost doubling Sounds your money good, right Sounds good, dude. I need this right? myself. Yeah, <laughs> you will. You can actually gift it to me uh, that's coming a, up. Ooh, that's you can do gifting. Yeah, yeah, you can gift it. Dude, that's well, so, so a few parts here. One, I do, let's just call. Do yeah. you think they're awake? Yeah, I think we can just find out. One, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be make sure. fun content. But two, almost every business doesn't end up where it started, but you have to get started, right? Mm. Like, so by doing this, maybe it's gifting, maybe it's subscription, maybe you create some, it's actually the platform itself, but it's by getting going, getting started, you can get to that other place. One caveat, I'll put a time out here. One yeah. caveat, there's always a competitor. You said care.com. Sure. I know someone's watching this and be like, well, care.com does it. Yep. It's like, I know, every that I don't know why there's more than one restaurant in your city because they are, <laughs> someone else already figured out food and that you should just give up. There's diff, There's big markets out there. There's different ways of doing things. And just because there's one other person doesn't mean you can't do it too. Yeah. So let, let's call so and just calling? ask him. Yeah, ask him what he thinks about it. All Again, right. this is now not how. It's like, all right, let's just call right away. All right. Let's and so the outcome I think for you would not necessarily sell, but like, hey, here's sure. my idea. What's your feedback on it? Yeah. Cam was actually on the show back. Cam and Lexi were on the show back. Uh, six months ago, What's something up, like that. Man? Cam Cathcart, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm so good. I'm on a walk right now. <laughs> oh, fancy. Hawaii. Well, you're also, you're also on a podcast at this very second with millions and billions of people listening to this. <laughs> and you're on speakerphone oh. right now with my friend Noah Kagan. Say, say hi to Noah. Hey, what's up, man? Noah, what's up? What up, Cameron? So here's a question I want to throw at you. Uh, you have young kids. And you yes. and your beautiful wife need date nights. And sometimes babysitting is difficult for us, correct? Yes. So here's my idea. I just want to get some feedback on this idea. Would you consider a subscription model in which you are basically guaranteed uh, one night a week a babysitter to show up at your house has been pre-vetted, who's got the you know the background check, all that stuff. You get to pick the night of the week and they just will show up once every single week. Yes. No, no questions asked. I would consider that. Tell, tell me more. What do you like about that? I like the fact that you it's guaranteed once a week, which I think is incredibly important, the consistency in that. I like the fact that they're vetted, that if it's a company that is, is hiring and they're doing the background checks, they're making sure that they're CPR for certified, that they're, you know, flying Z, I don't know, all the certifications that you need with kids. And it's easy. You pick the night and you get to do it every week. I agree. That's kind of my thinking too. And I know like sometimes like, you know, we've got babysitters on in our roster and nannies sometimes and all that, but it's hard to get a, the consistency sometimes, especially at night for date night. So that's what I'm leaning towards. So yeah, go ahead. Well, and I, I think that there's another really cool part about it that I love 
is if it's subscription-based, that means it's use it or lose it. So it almost forces you to go on a date night because a lot of times we plan a date night, but then it's the week of and we're like, hey, we're texting five or six different people to come watch our kids and we can't find them and it's getting too close to it. So we just cancel it. But it's subscription-based. It's like, hey, you're paying for it anyway. So if you don't use it, you don't. So it forces you to do date nights. Yeah, would you, would, would you, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere around a hundred bucks for a date night. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, of course. Cause I mean, that's probably cheaper than what, cause I mean, you think four to five hours at 20 to 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. So we might, and, and maybe there's a limit. I would figure out the, the details on how long it lasts for, but it's a interesting idea. So a question for you. I'm thinking about actually trying this next month when I get back. So like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to find somebody who I can guarantee it. So the question is, you want to test it with me? You want to shoot me over 400 bucks? I know it's a lot of money, but it's $400 for the whole month. And then we'll, uh, we'll get you four babysitters. I will tell well, so we just, we hired, uh, Madison. So we have, a we have, that's one of her requirements. Okay. Yes. So she's, uh, she's our, our live in household assistant. And one of her requirements on that is one date night a week. Ooh, but smart. I can do two date nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> you could do two date nights a week. Well, the, que- the second question I'll throw at you then is who do you, who else do you know that would be interested in this? In, in Maui? Yeah. Yeah. In Maui. Who, who in our, who in your friend group has got young Ooh, kids that would you. want it? There's so many like Ian and Bianca, the Aherns. I know that their parents are here now. Matt and his wife, I'm blanking on his wife's name. And Sammy and Spencer. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of young couples on Maui that, that have young kids. I love it. I agree. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go, but uh, enjoy the rest of your walk. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk more. Dude, love it. Are you, so you guys are live right now on a podcast? Or you guys just- <laughs> well, we are literally recording a podcast at this very second. <laughs> oh, love it. Hey, hey, Callie, say hi. To- hey, hi. hi, Callie. Aww. Good to hear. Good to hear your voice. Can't wait to, for you to come back. I'll be back in one week. Uh, one week. We can't wait, man. All right. We'll see you then. Have fun. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Look at that. Hurts to ask, man. <laughs> it's funny. You, dude, no, you're a one pro. Of my, even one of my closest friends in the world, Cam, I, it still hurts to ask. But that was really good. <laughs> Great job. Thanks. All right. What feedback do you have for me? I mean, where would you go from here, do you think? Okay. So, a uh, few observations. I, and again, I think more people need to not give advice to people. So, let's start with that. <laughs> and if you're going to give advice, you know, you yeah. ask. So, yeah. ask people if they want your opinion. Amazing work overall. I loved it. One thing you did that have to call out referral at the end. <laughs> And you made it easy. You said, who's referral? Who else on the island has kids? People make referrals so hard. Can you refer me someone? Yeah, yeah, that's super hard. Holy shit, just be like, who else has kids on Maui that you can refer me to? Yeah. Boom, killer. What did you notice when you asked for money? All of a sudden, it went from, this is a great idea, to, well, I don't really know if I need to. You're my best Uh, friend. I'll see you at the party. Oh, you want money? Oh, geez. And so there there is some truth to that, right? It maybe so in that moment, oh, hey, it sounded like you were really excited about this. Like, how come you're not as excited? Or how come that doesn't make sense for you? Yeah. And I think what you did a great job, and I think you could have done a little more of it, just ask questions to let him rise the problems. Mm. Like, hey, what do you guys like to do on date night? Ooh, yeah. What's been a problem in finding a babysitter for you? How come you don't have someone like this? And all business is, is he's going to list his problems, so you're listening. He's listing them up for you. Then you dunk it with the option, like, oh, cool. Here's 400 bucks a month. You'll have it, and we'll transition now to give me that money. I liked all the things you did. I thought it was overall really great. And I have to comment because what, here's what people are going to, they're going to watch this and they're gonna be like, well, yeah, that's so easy. 
<laughs> they're like, no, it's got to be harder. I got to, I got to post it. Yeah, I've got to yeah. tweet to her things. I've got to buy some ads. I've got to like write a plan up. And it's like, you literally found out pretty damn quickly. Now yeah. we make two more calls. We're not, I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find out. And, it, and people are like, that was right now. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. And that will lead you to the places way faster than I, I can promise you. There are people getting funding in Silicon Valley that are like, oh, we want to do a, a care.com competitor. Yeah. And they're now putting a pitch deck. And they're spending six months and yep. they're pitching Andreessen Horowitz and maybe they get funding. And we just found in a few minutes, the real truth. And then you could build that up over time. Yeah. And I, I think it's cool. You, like some of that stuff, like, oh yeah, what he does have a full-time house assistant that's now required to do a date night anyway. So like that took care of that. Other people might have something similar. So that leads me to, okay, one, how do I handle that objection in the future? Two, maybe my business model is flawed with that type of person or that type of demographic. Okay, maybe I should be serving a different demographic. Like, you know, Cam's got lots of money, but flips 150 <laughs> houses a year or something like that. Like, he's got, he's fine. Which but, is great. Yes, but I learned. So, like, even if nothing else, what was that three-minute, four-minute conversation? Good for you, man. We learned a ton of stuff. So You're yeah, an asker. Cool. You're an, oh. Dude, you need, rethink your labels. Seriously. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah, that was fun, man. How did that feel for you? It felt, it felt good. It felt uh, easy because it was a friend. Like, you know, Cam's a friend. Great. It felt cool because I know that it actually matters, like the business, right? Yeah. I wasn't selling, the, you know, to bring up wooden sunglasses, right? I wasn't selling <laughs> wooden sunglasses, which I, I'd love to tell that story in a minute, but I wasn't selling wooden sunglasses, something that doesn't really actually matter that much. I was selling a real service to improve his life. So all of a sudden I'm not selling, I'm offering something that could transform his life. Yes. And that's a fun thing to sell. How cool is that? Yeah, it's I think that's one of the reasons that at Bigger Pockets back when I used to do the webinars, I did a live webinar every week for 8 years in a row and I would sell their pro membership and I was really good at it. I'm better I don't think they've ever had a salesperson that could close even like half what I could do. Why? Cuz I actually believed in it like that it could help people like and I still do. You analyze deals, you make offers, you network with people, you will get deals. It's just something different when you're selling something that you know people are going to change your life. Like this book, right? Like you, you can be excited it. about this. You mentioned it earlier. It. You're excited to come here and film because you know that somebody's going to watch this video or they listen to the podcast. They're going to go and start a business. They're going to change their destiny and their 100%. destiny of their kids forever. Like, ah, just gets me like goosebumps. Just thinking yeah. about like a, like a lot of people changing. think of sales or asking as like a real negative. Yeah. It's really a, a rejection. It's such a negative. Like what if it's, what if rejection is a good thing? Mm. What if selling is actually a good thing? Like, Hey, I think this real estate course is going to change your life. Yeah. I think if this nanny thing for cam, you yeah. will have more day nights. You'll have a better relationship. Yeah. This book, whatever it is, find the thing or create the thing that you're excited, not sell, but just tell, like you go and tell people, yo, this is, let me hear your problems. I can help you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good for you, man. Thanks, man. Good for you. I don't think we do enough recognition of ourselves. Like, like <laughs> the fact that you actually did right now, you called. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was curious if, uh, if he'd actually pick up and it worked, it worked out perfect. It was meant to be. So let me ask you a question related to this. Do people want to come up with like that new thing? Like this has never been decided a monthly subscription, like that's a new thing, right? A monthly subscription revenue around babysitting. That's not real common versus dog walking. Very common, but could still work. Like where do yeah. you think people should put their focus on when building a million dollar business? The thing that customers want. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, what most people do is that they find a solution. Like, let's take AI. That's the hot thing. Yep. Today, last year, it's crypto. A few years ago, it's blogging. There's always going to be new solutions, yeah. but the problems generally don't change. And so mm. the problem is, is this something people actually want solved? Maybe Cam doesn't want that solved. And you can call more people to find out really quickly. Yeah. And you didn't have to spend a lot of time. So I tend to think that most of the best businesses are actually pretty simple. Yeah. Like, absolutely.com. We go find software deals for entrepreneurs, we negotiate a price and we send an email. I've done the same thing 14 years. Yeah. Like it's pretty basic, right? Like Facebook, let's just even most of it, you upload your profile, you message other people's profiles. Twitter, 
pretty similar. You know, a lot of these things, the cores are, are actually pretty simple. I do find it helpful to have comparisons though. Like if you're starting a business like the DocuSign alternative, we're starting a DocuSign alternative. It's much easier to convince people or to have them understand uh, if there's a comparison is yeah. what I've found out. Or like something that they're like, hey, I hated this, this thing, but this makes sense for me here. Yeah. So let me talk about wooden sunglasses yeah, for a Yeah, please, minute. dude. So I, years ago, this is before I started Open Door Capital, the real estate thing. I was trying to figure out what I should do with my life. You know, like, what am I going to do to make more money? I was making some off my real estate. I had, you know, level one financial freedom, but trying to figure out what do I do to actually earn scalable income up? Because rent, you, as you know, rental properties can be fickle sometimes. <laughs> they suck <laughs> we'll talk so bad, dude. I, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I started, I went, I bought a course on selling online. One of the suggestions I had is go through Walmart and walk through every single aisle and find stuff that you think, oh, I could sell this online. So I did that. I walked through and I first found kites. Like, let's go fly a kite. And that's a cool idea. That's cool. Low cost. There's not like all the competitors were just terrible online. So I started that for a while. <laughs> realized within a few months, I just hated kites. I didn't care anything about them. Shifted over to what I thought was super cool at the time was these wooden framed sunglasses. I still think they're cool. And then I had a business plan and I worked it out. I hired my brother actually full time to come work for me to help run the business. Hold on, just can I do a quick yeah, pause? Yeah, please. So how long has it been? So in this story, yeah, how long? How much, six, how, six months of time ago. I'm and how much money have you spent at that point? Ballpark, even with the brother you hired? Yeah. Ten, couple 20,000 maybe total okay. in terms of all this. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So I'm now in this thing and I'm buying these sunglasses from, first of all, I go Alibaba, I buy these wooden sunglasses, they cost me like $16, $18, something like that. I can go to Amazon and buy the same one for like $18, right? <laughs> Fine, that's, that's annoying. So I realized like pretty quickly like that it's just not gonna work. And I bring this story up for two reasons. One, because it's a funny story and I ended up giving up on it after a year total of time spent on this. This is now like, yeah, probably seven years ago, eight years ago, before Rosie was born. So eight years ago, geez. I spent on this time, I spent a whole year, my brother, which is probably 60 to $70,000 of salaries and costs, I sold maybe 200 pairs, maybe 150 pairs total. I think 100 went to you, uh, to, to my friend Noah Kagan here. Because one thing we did decide is that if we bought an order of at least it was like 50, we could get somebody's logo put on the side of the glasses. Yeah. I mentioned that to you in passing at some conference where I'd met you uh, or talked to you at a conference. And you're like, yeah, I'll take an order. I want to say two things. One. I love the fact that you were just like, oh, you got this thing? Yeah, I'll buy some. You didn't like tell me, hey, good job. I like that idea. You bought some from me. I'm not even convinced you didn't just throw them away. Like, <laughs> no, no, give out the team and customers. Okay, good. You gave them away. So there was there was value there, but like, I just want you to know that it meant a ton to me that like, like I even choke up saying this, that you believed in me enough to do it. Thanks. And like, we weren't even that good of friends. It just was like, you were like, hey, this is an entrepreneur, somebody trying to do something. I'm going to support them and I'm going to give them money. So I don't know. You probably didn't even think about, you know, think twice about that, but yeah, made a big I, impact on me. That is awesome. I think about it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> every day, first thing I wake uh, up is like that one day, eight yeah. years ago, I hope I get to see Brandon again. Yeah, someday. Well, here's and here's the last point I'll make about That's that. That's awesome, man. Would I have succeeded I at, I'm curious your thoughts, at kites, had I stuck with kites for the last eight years? Would I have succeeded at, at, succeeded at wooden sunglasses? for eight years now. There are wooden sunglass companies out there that are, I'm sure, making millions of dollars. Would I have made it? Should I have kept with? I mean, I, I don't think I should have. I think Open Door Capital was a way better option. It was already in my world. But there's something to say about, I'm sure I would have pivoted enough and come up with, you know, asked enough people what worked, what didn't to find something that would have worked here yeah. eight years later, but I didn't. So it, it brings up, and I'll, I'll shut up because I'm dominating no, this. is great. This. No, this is great, dude. I, I mean, have, this is yeah. a story that relates to so many people, man. Okay. I don't think you realize like how many people they you know, try gonna, something. And yeah, they, they try. Yeah. It doesn't work. And then yeah. they give up. That's like going on one date and yeah. then deciding you're going to be celibate. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I didn't meet the person. This first date. Okay, I'm going to be. And I, I see it too with hiring. People hire and they're like, the person didn't work out. Yeah. I, I just have to. I'm the only person that can do it. I'm oh, like, yeah, I know. I've made that mistake many times. And so most of the six, every, not even most, every single successful person I know, 
they just keep going. Yeah. Whether it's going to be in the glasses is a separate discussion, yeah. but they are like, all right, this didn't work. What am I going to learn? And I'll try again. And then I try again. And then I try again. Yeah. That's why the ending chapter is literally called starting again. Mm. Cause it doesn't always work right away. Even with me and all these things, as much as I've been experienced and I know I can do it, I can keep creating business. I just did one last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally did. And, but it, you're going to have to keep trying this stuff. What I recommend though, now that you've experienced it is like, all right, well, how could you find that out in 48 hours? Yeah. Yeah. It was way too long of a period, I, way too long of time and a lot of money spent in my head. It was a theory was, well, if I hired someone full time, like my brother, who's a smart, capable person for they'll a year, they'll out. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I didn't manage them right. And I was in the middle of a bunch of you know busy stuff. And, and, uh, there was a lot, but the, yeah, I guess the two comments I would make though, yeah, is please. that you can only put so many stickers on a Honda till it's still a Honda, yeah. <laughs> right? So if it's not working, it's still not going to work, yep. right? But we think this magically, like putting more stickers on it gets faster. Yeah. I love Hondas, right? Like I drove a Miata to the airport today, like, yeah. and, but it's still a Miata. It was super slow. I was like in fifth gear, like this is as fast <laughs> as it gets. But I think that the other thing that as I've gotten older, I've changed my perspective on things, which is at that time you had real estate, right? I did, yeah. And was it working? It was working. And so this is a, a thing that I've gotten... I've changed my perspective on which is like the best businesses are the ones that work. Yeah. It's like someone even yesterday was like, oh yeah, this is working, but I've got three other businesses. I was like, just do the one that works mm. and keep doing it. And I've done it where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start this thing. I'm gonna start this thing. The most successful, literally anyone right now, go look at the most successful billionaires in the world. They're all got rich on one thing. Yeah. They didn't have 18 different things, but we're like, well, we're gonna be special. Yeah. And so for you, you had real estate working or if it's courses or whatever it is, just keep doing more of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and that's where we, what, we all get and that's what actually on. worked. Yeah, it was the real estate thing, surprisingly. <laughs> and it's an industry that I know works. Yeah. I mean, shockingly, yeah, the thing that was already working worked for me. Yeah. You know, part of it, I think, I spend more time, like I do some like a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching, not very often, but once in a while, I'll like one-on-one -on -one coach somebody who's fairly successful wanting to take it to the next level, right? And we'll do talk real estate. I spend more time talking them out of real estate than I do into it. Because almost every time the story is the same, they're an entrepreneur of some kind. They built a successful business, making a million, two million, five million a year. They're bored. They think that real estate is fun and sexy. And so they want to get into like flipping houses. And I'm like, you're making millions of dollars a year working four hours a week in your whatever, you know, machine printing shop over there. Why don't we focus on making that thing a lot better or making that something you don't hate owning versus trying to get start at back at square one to do real estate. So I guess when I, when I look back on that, I realized I wasn't, yes. I was bored. It wasn't, I was bored of real estate in, in that like, okay, buy another rental property, make an extra couple hundred dollars a month, deal with the yeah. tenants. Like, ah, oh, this is kind of boring. <laughs> Instead, so then I tried a bunch of other stuff. None of it worked. So I went back and I did open door capital, but I built it a different way. I was like, how do I build it so I don't hate it? Well, if I started right away with five employees, like from day one, I hired like five, I mean, five people roughly. And then we had goals. We built the company. We did 5X, 6X, our like goal for the first three years. And so I paid for everyone's salary. So in other words, I built the business in a way that I wouldn't hate. And that made all the difference. So I didn't change the business just because I was bored. I just changed how I was operating it. And how do you prevent yourself from getting bored now? Mm, that's a great question. Look at you, podcast YouTuber. <laughs> um, <laughs> like and subscribe. This is the Brandon Turner's podcast. Yeah. Uh, how do you prevent? Uh, a couple of things. One, I never get bored helping people. Right? Like I've, I've never been bored serving somebody at a soup kitchen. Like, and not that I serve people at a soup kitchen mm. much, but you would never be like, oh, I'm bored of this. Like, you always feel mm. good helping people in general, right? Yeah. Uh, it's I got bored doing stuff I didn't like. Not like where I didn't feel like I was helping people. I was just like doing the the 
whatever, painting houses, like painting the inside of a house, like doing all the work myself. I didn't like that stuff. But sitting down, working with a team, like talking with Alex and Stetson, talking about how to grow a podcast, like that's always fun. I don't think I'll ever get bored of trying to help people be better at themselves and their jobs. So that's my, that's yeah. my answer. What's your answer to that? How do you prevent yourself from getting bored? Because you got a lot of businesses. I've had a lot of businesses. I've I'm focused more. And when people talk about boring businesses, like success is boring mm -hmm. because that means it's working. Yeah. Right. And the reality is that like, let's look at other, other scenarios. Like if you look at basketball players or even let's take my favorite, I bought my house from a football player. His name is Dustin Hopkins. He's on the Browns. He's a kicker. Do you think about what his day job is like? Okay. So he plays for three minutes a week <laughs> and that's like a good week, right? What do you think? What does he do on Mondays? Kicks. Tuesdays? Yeah. Kicks. Wednesdays? Kicks. Thursdays? Kicks. And then Friday kicks. And then Sundays, I think he goes to church and has the day off. He actually, I think he's out here in Nashville. That's his every day. I, yeah. I was trying to think about that. I was like, damn, that, that really sucks. Okay, well, what is he doing differently to make that enjoyable for himself? And I haven't talked to him about it, but I reflect for myself like, okay, well, he must, I'm assuming love kicking. Yeah. And so how do we enjoy the parts of work that we actually just want to spend our times doing? So for me, you know, at AppSumo, I don't do meetings before noon mm -hmm. or I spend most of my time at AppSumo now promoting stuff like this. Or with the marketing team. Yeah. That's it. That's fun. That's fun. I can't yeah. believe this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it's like find the areas of work where it hasn't gotten more because everybody has something in their life that they've done for a very long period of time. And try to understand, okay, well, I've been with my wife for a long period of time, or I've done biking for a long period of time. Whether and most people think, well, really? Yeah, everyone has something they've stuck with. Yeah. And what is it about that I can represent or parallel in my mm. professional life. Mm. That's related to a question I ask people every year on New Year's, like when we do goal setting, we just got done with that all this year, yeah. is I ask the question, what are you doing in the in like the, the best areas of your life? Like the area that you're crushing it. Like right now I'm like, I'm really good in my like environment. Like I live in a great house in a great town. I have great community around me. Like I'm good in that area of my life. Mm. I'm not so good in other areas of my life. So what am I doing in the good, powerful, strong areas of my life that I'm not doing in that area? So it's a similar concept of like, yeah, like, why am I, you know, for example, health and fitness? Like, why am I not as strong in health and fitness? Maybe like, I don't, I don't love the gym. I, I give it, rate myself maybe a six out of 10 in terms of my overall healthiness. Well, what am I doing in the other areas? You know, and, and try, to, try to extrapolate lessons there that I can then apply over. And that's been one of the more game-changing questions that I ask myself every year is what can I do in the mm -hmm. weak areas that I'm already doing in the strong? Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I, I've reflected on my, I do yearly planning and I put it out on like noahkagan.com. I put it out and people loved it. I've shifted in that as well, where I'm more interested in consistency and like very unambitious goals. Yeah. <laughs> and so what that means is that AppSumo.com, our goal in 2023 was $45 million in net revenue, not gross. And then this year, and we ended up at, I think, 53. And then this year, our goal is 56.6. That is a 6% increase, yeah. give or take. Yeah, That is not, I mean, Silicon Valley, if you're not 2X and you're 10X and you're yeah. failing. And people talk about compound interest. I could talk about compound business and compound life. So for me, you know, I know you know Adam Gilbert as well. Like, yeah. how do you just keep going and improving a little bit? You know, Atomic Habits, best-selling book yeah. of the, maybe the century. Yeah, it's massive. Right? Yeah. One of his number one things was like 1% a week. Yep. So just apply that in a lot of your different areas of life. That, that's for me versus I would say my 20s and 30s was like chasing something new. Like, okay, I'm not weak here. Let me go do something brand new. It's like, no, this is working. Just keep going with it. Mm. And that, that's been a shift in my perspective. And I found that my contentment has been pretty consistent because I'm not always trying to find a new high, yeah. not chasing something new externally. Yeah, beautiful, man.
I want to shift. Uh, Don't shift, dude. Man, oh, do your I, show. I want. I want to. I want to shift over and talk a little bit about YouTube and stuff you've learned yeah, from yeah. doing that. Oh wow. Uh, I'm just wondering, is there anything else we I've not asked you? I like this question. Anything else I have not asked you about the concept of Million Dollar Weekend that people need to know before we talk YouTube for a little bit? Instead of talking about the concepts of the book, I'll talk about the people of the book. Okay. And so. There's a guy named Pat who does customer service in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know. My mom's always like, how did he hear about you? I'm like, mom, the internet's everywhere. <laughs> She's like, I just don't, I can't believe it. And so Pat had a day job that he didn't care for. And he dreamed of having his own, his own business and freedom the way he wanted to live. And so he took the initiative. And so now he quit his job last week. He sent me a, it was so cool. And I, I screenshot it. He sent me a calendar invite of the, it says meeting with HR where he quit his job. <laughs> to go run, he runs yeah. a YouTube consultancy. I rejected him, he wanted to work for me for my YouTube channel, I rejected him. And not intentionally, not to yeah, make yeah, a, yeah. an example, but it's like, no, I'm, I don't need you. But he keeps going and going, and now he, I think he's doing $24,000 a month in, mm -hmm. in total sales. This guy, you know, in Poland, they don't, you know, that's, yeah. he's rich out there, he's doing yeah, well yeah. for himself. And the reality for myself, for Pat, for everyone else out there, what's the hard thing you're avoiding in life? That's the message I would say the book. Yeah. The book is really, a, it's a self-help book, wrapped in starting a business. Yeah. and. If we think about what's the hard thing, oh, God, I'll go quiet in here. So quiet. <laughs> the air conditioning just shut off. Yeah. yeah. It's and really intimate. It's really intimate. And so it's. <laughs> Doing whole hands. Just do it. I'm, just do it. All right, Ren. Oh. Oh, no, don't oh. let go. Don't let go. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've actually, true story, went to naked yoga for guys. Really? That's that thing. was a hard thing I faced that I'll never face again. <laughs> they make you do partner yoga at the end because I was already fucking uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable enough well, doing naked yoga because I did. A, I wanted to do an uncomfortable challenge a month. Yeah. Naked Dude, yoga for men. Oh, this is called gay yeah. yoga. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Yeah, yeah, I, think I don't sign up for the wrong no, thing. No, it was only the, everyone there was gay except me. <laughs> and I found out at the end because we did the partner yoga and you have to help the other people stretch. <laughs> okay, so that's for that's for the extended access show. But I, I wanted to it. face... So the reality though is that we all have hard things that we can do, mm -hmm. right? And they don't have to be naked yay yoga, right? And you don't have to be gay to do naked yoga, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but it can be starting a business. It can be a relationship. It can be asking for a raise. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what, to me, excites me about Million Dollar Weekend is that people are going to think, Maybe they'll go and they'll want to have their own freedom and make, you know, millions of dollars. Or maybe it's just like, I want to be creative and do a woodworking business and, and get a few customers and feel, frankly, better about myself. And, and for, my, for my own story, I was like, can I do this? I don't know if I can do this. Am I worthy? Do I need people to tell me I'm good? Or can I just feel good about myself? And facing the book, working on the book, spending years doing it and helping people, I'm like, I can do it too. Yeah. And everyone else can as well. So that, that to me is, is the book. And I'm looking forward to seeing the stories. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait to see them come in. All right, let's shift a little bit and talk about YouTube. Uh, specifically, <laughs> before I ask about like your process in YouTube and how yeah. you've done that, I want to know what you've learned. I mean, you've, you've talked to a ton. You, so for those who don't know, yeah. you go up to people's house. Like, I mean, you have a lot of different YouTube stuff, but yeah. some of the most popular is you knock on people's doors. Yes. Or yachts. You'll walk by a, a yacht. I've done streets, yeah. houses, yachts, <laughs> airports, first-class passengers. Oh, really? Yeah, someone texted me, one of our videographers, uh, Esteban, He's like, we should do ski lifts. And I was mm. like, can, can people just not be in peace? Like yeah. I have to bug people everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Rich people anywhere, you better watch out. I'm gonna find out what you do. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> what have you learned about the rich people you uh, bombard with your <laughs> interruptions? Um, I, I am interrupted. There's, a, you know, zooming out of it, I think there's a few lessons just in general from that. So one of the things in Million Dollar Weekend is I talk about the law of 100. And the idea is how do you not quit too soon? And so, you know, I'm asking people over and over. And so when I started my YouTube channel, I started it with this, not this phone, but an iPhone 10 mm. shirtless in my 800 square foot, like 
piece of shit house. Like literally I was there a few days ago. The, the walls are cracked. The floor is cracked. It's, it's rough. And I just started shirtless and I posted on YouTube because I felt good. And it was fun. And the same thing with AppSumo, which is now a pretty significant business. I just got started though. And now, you know, now it's like, there's a team of five people that the videos cost like 20 to 30,000 per video to make, Jeez. but you have to get started and then you have to stick with it. Yeah. You have to get started and you have to stick with it. So that, that's one key thing. The second thing is that we tried all these videos and finally around the almost the hundredth video, because none of the other videos were working in terms of the views, like in terms of growing it, we tried something different. And so that was, it was interesting to be like, all right, I'm, I'm sticking with it, but it's not working. I have to do something new for myself and for the audience to, to respond. In terms of the content specifically, I'd say two, two key things have been fascinating. The power of asking. I know that's yeah. not you, you want a new thing, but the new thing is that this is the thing that's really interesting is that just by knocking on a door and asking someone what they do for a living, I can meet someone new and I can learn so much. And so then you start realizing like, maybe when you go to your dentist or you go to your lawyer or you go to your doctor or you go to a friend's house or you see someone with a nice car, you're like, what'd you do for a living? That's so cool. And just from that, you don't know what the upside can be. Just from asking, I've been on a private jet. I've been on a yacht. I've been on some, some guy, Michael Hudner. I asked him on the street, what does he do for a living? He's, and he owns ship tankers put out a little viral, a clip about him, went viral, 20 million views today. Jeez. Someone on our team tracked him down. <laughs> we flew to Rhode Island and interviewed him about his life. Really interesting guy, a uh, really sweet guy. And then he took me out on his $4 million sailboat. That's awesome. Just because I asked. So I think that's a key thing again, where it's like the upside of asking is unlimited and the cost of asking is a moment of discomfort. That sounds like an asymmetric bet. That's, a, heard that's a great ass <laughs> yeah. thing. Like you can ask for a discount, get it. And the cost is that they might say no for a second. And it's something I still to this day, I enjoy it. And I, I try to, you know, with your glasses example, yeah. I try to not ask for discounts and people I'm supporting because sure. I want you to have money and I want you <laughs> yeah, to succeed. Yeah. So I don't do it there uh, as often. Yeah, I don't uh, think you ask for a discount. Like, no. You paid full price. Thank you. <laughs> but I do at, our, at AppSumo, we do a thing called biannual review where we list every single thing we spend money on from software and contractor specifically. And then we, we evaluate it. And then we either ask for discounts or we cancel it. So mm. we do that twice here at AppSumo. The other part I would say from YouTube that's been fascinating is how many different ways of getting rich. There are so many ways so of getting, ways, there's yeah. so many, and cause you know, I grew up in Silicon Valley. I thought like, if you're not creating a tech company, that's, there's no other way to get rich. Yeah. And I remember, you know, early on in my life, I went to New York and I, this girl I did was dating, we went to this apartment building and it was so big and go up this apartment building and I'm looking around, I'm like, wow. And they take me to this, this apartment's giant, you know, huge windows, you can see everything. I was like, what, oh, what does he do? Like, this is so crazy. And like, light, light bulbs, <laughs> light bulbs. <laughs> light bulbs or my, my current number one, per, number two, there's two of them, but number two person I want to interview, you know, urinals, they got those little cakes. Yeah. Oh, there's a guy called, a company called Echos, E-C-K-O-S. I pee on them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll That's pee nice. on them. You'll see it next yeah. for, for the guys out there or maybe girls too. I want to meet him. I'm like, dude, how did you start a pee business? Dude, I, I think that too when I'm, when I'm peeing on one of those. It's like, like how do you start that? Yeah. Who was like, here's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, and there's so, there's Jan who has strawberries. There's been such contractor people like mm -hmm. that just do buildings. There's guys who did renovations after fires and earthquakes. So it's just like, and, and I think the biggest thing is find something you're interested in and you could get rich doing that. And yeah. that is so cool. It doesn't have to be the middle-class path that I, I do think a lot of us are taught that you, you're born in that lane, you stay in that lane. And maybe ultimately people ask me like, why you do it? Cause like, I'm already rich and, yeah. and not, and, and I don't say that arrogantly, but yeah. I don't, I don't need views. I don't, I do like attention yeah. and I'm, I'm honest <laughs> about that. And I do like meeting people. I do like that puts me in places but ultimately I enjoy it. Do I enjoy all the challenge videos? Not, a, not all the time. I'm always happy afterwards, but I enjoy making content. I yeah. enjoy putting it out. I enjoy connecting with people. And I, even if a lot of people weren't watching, I'm still gonna do it. And I've been doing it for 20 years, I'll do it for the next 20. 
And so th that is, I think, a thing for everyone out there. Like, find the thing you're doing for free or find the thing that if you had a million dollars in your bank and you could do whatever you wanted, you just do that. And for me, it's this. Yeah. I like this stuff. Yeah, I think I'd do the same if I could. Not that I have to do this either, but th I mean, there's there's benefit to doing this, right? I raise investor money and all that. <laughs> but I, even if I didn't get paid for it, never made another dime. Yeah, just talking to cool people in cool places, traveling around the country, like that's that's not a bad life. Like <laughs> it's an amazing yeah. life. Yeah, at the barber the other day, the guy was he just asking me about what I do, and I was kind of telling him a little bit. And I, I don't want to like overwhelm people with like everything that I've got going on, but at one point he just goes, he goes, he just stopped, and he's like, "Dude, you have a fascinating life." I'm like. I kind of do have a fascinating life. And it's just because I <laughs> I just say yes to a lot of opportunities. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, right? Just like, hey, like, should we start a podcast? Yeah, why not do it? Uh, probably to the point where I'm doing too many, but like <laughs> working on that next year. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that this year. It's going to scale back a little bit. But let me let me ask you a question about leadership because how many employees are at, uh, uh, at this point? Lots. I don't know. That, no, no, no. It's all relative. Yeah. I'm always, I'm more proud... Candidly, I'm more proud if we had less. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm like, here's what we get to do with with a few people. I think there's 73 teammates, okay. and then we have around 30 full-time contractors, so give or take around 100 plus. Wow, okay. What mistakes or lessons have you learned in leadership that you've grown because of? You can go as deep or- Yeah. You want to go there. Where, have you, where have you- Yeah, and I'll give some learned. specific examples. The first thing that comes to mind is I'm very critical of people, and I kind of just, uh, I call it the seagull theory, I come and shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> the seagull theory is you come in shit and fly away. Yeah, yeah. And so that's not really motivating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was in a meeting with Mitchell and Ullman and they're working on our AppSumo Plus as our VIP customers. And I'm basically just shitting on all their ideas. Like, hey, we should do this thing. I'm like, that's shitty. <laughs> you want to do this other, where we give credits out to people. That's that's shitty. And and then I ended the meeting. I remember this. I was in Barcelona where I spent half the year. And I end the meeting. I say, Godspeed. I don't know why I said, I never say that. And I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i was like and then i was like wow what a you know how motivating is that for them yeah mm. how excited are they to show up for the company for me or for themselves today or even the next day or the next year at this business and you, you think about motivation for yourself you're motivated when you're excited you're motivated when there's like something cool you want to do or something you want to go or something you're a part of and the person is also cheering you on mm. And that's something I've really worked on my leadership style about how to be more optimistic for myself, but also with other people. Let's even take an instance right earlier today. You called your buddy Cam. Yeah. What's the first thing I said to you? I said, great job. Oh, yeah. Well, you, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice way to take the compliment. Most people don't take compliments. So with people you're working with, how are you acknowledging them? Because most of the time the money is at almost secondary. It's a lot of times like, just see me, mm. recognize me. For all of us, yeah. we all want to be like, hey, yeah, you did it. Like, like even with my girlfriend, I was in bed yesterday and she's like, I'm so proud of you for the work you're doing around this book and how hard you're working. And I was like, thank you. I really, I, I like hearing you say it. Yeah. I'm proud of myself, which is we all need to be recognized. Not recognize me, recognize for yourself, but it, it's nice to have that. And so with the people, how do I, how do you have more optimism for yourself and then for them to be excited to do it? So I called Mitchell up and I said, hey, I'm sorry about my behavior. And I think you're special here. And let's find an area and ways that we can work better together. And he was like, man, that was the best. And we had this follow-up meeting. It was 45 minutes. Then I went and got uh, some tapas and, and life worked out. And, <laughs> but it was calling him and, and noticing that he was like, oh, this is the best meeting we've had yeah. all year, the secondary meeting. And so one, you can make mistakes. That's part of leadership and it's improving from it. And now other things I think in leadership, there's so much. There's a, honestly a book's worth of material and tactics and strategies. I'd say the two other things that have been insanely helpful uh, at least two. Number one, I do a weekly review 
of myself. And there's only three questions on it. I do it every single week for the past three years since I came back as CEO. Three questions are, number one, how did you do as a leader in the company, one through five, and why? And this is a chance for you to just rate yourself. So yeah. like, how are you with Alex and Stetson and the rest of the people in your team? Number two, was my leadership and my behavior consistent? Because what I've noticed is, for example, I'm working with someone on the book and I asked him to do something and he said, hey, I'm at capacity, I can't do anything. I can't do anymore. And this was two days ago, I gave him a, a, a task. And so my response is like, let me tell you who's at capacity, it's me. <laughs> and you need to do your, your beep, 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 beep job. And then I didn't hit send. And I paused and I deleted it. And I said, well, you're at capacity, tell me what you're at capacity about and let's see if there's a way to prioritize that differently. So I've been working on my emotional consistency because you know this, like if you worked with someone and, and they're hot and cold and, and like, yeah, maybe that works for Steve Jobs, but in the real world and dealing with people, that's not a fun experience when you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. And so I rate myself every week and knowing I'm gonna rate myself, I gave myself a five last week. <laughs> that was a five. But I, you know, the week with Ullman and uh, Mitchell, that was a three, yeah. maybe could have been a two. I was trying to be optimistic. <laughs> and then the last thing I do is every uh, last thing, the last question is what are the three things you're doing next week? What are the three things that matter for you next week? That's it. And that has really been a shift in just recognizing for myself, like where, how am I doing and how can I be better? And just having that acknowledgement has been helpful. Other leadership things, survey from the, the team. The best way you can improve is just get feedback and you can just ask for it regularly. That's so cheap. Like literally right now you can ask, like text your wife, What's one thing you like about me? This is, I learned from Uber. One thing you like about me and one thing I can improve. Hey, Alex, grab the microphone. I got a question for you. <laughs> I bet you do not want to hear the answer. Oh, Ooh. I do. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start with the positive question. What's one thing you like about me? What am I doing well? What did I tell you at, the, uh, at December? You push. I push? Mm. Push others or push myself? You push yourself. Okay. What's one thing that I can improve as a leader? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Uh, consistent with this conversation, you are, I'm going to be real honest. Can I be honest? Be honest. You are the most conflict avoidant person I have ever met. <laughs> no, I'm not, man. Shut up. <laughs> which, you want to fight about it? Which is hard for me because I'm the most conflict a, a <laughs> wanting person. Mm. I'm making a goal. No, no, uh, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Suggestion? Okay, please. Tell me more. Tell me more. No. <laughs> We're going to have this talk right now, man. Let's see. Um, what do you want me to well, be more what, confrontational about? What do you want to be more confrontational about? <laughs> what do I say, Noah? No, no, this uh, is great. So what, what's, the, what's a recent time that he was conflict avoiding and, and mm -hmm. how did that feel for you? I don't know because we don't, we, because we conflict avoid. Mm. And what would it be like for you to not have conflict avoidance or avoidance when you interact with Brandon? I'm probably a unique case because I'm an over communicator. I'm like, I want to talk about everything real direct. I'm military, yeah. mission oriented, real direct, real, like get down to brass tacks and not everybody's that way. So I think maybe sometimes my expectations are different. Do you think, it's a good conversation. Do you think lately we've been making, uh, we've had a lot of conversations about the podcast changing. We're shifting some things around the podcast. We're going to go a lot heavier into more real estate investor content going forward. Uh, maybe not entirely, but just heavier. Uh, we might even be changing the name slightly. We might be bringing in a co-host. We've got all these things that, that are coming. Um, I made a lot of those choices just on my own, in my own head, just with, you know, whether it's with Ryan, my coach, or just sitting there journaling for hours and hours and hours. Here's what I, I'm thinking out loud now. Is, I love this. Yeah, maybe the reason that I've not, we have not had the, the discussion together is because I don't want the conflict. I'd rather just lay down the rule. Here's what we're doing. Here you go, Alex. This is what the plan is going forward. Do you feel that way? Is that what? Is that um, maybe part of it? I'm okay with changes, but 
Yeah, I mean, do you want me to buy into the project? It'd be nice. Well, <laughs> we need to have a discussion about it. Then, then. yeah, I mean, if you want me to buy into the project that you want me to build, then like, don't you think you should have the people who you want to build it with? Buy, like, buy it. You can, like. Yeah, but you might yell at me. Well, I'm always going <laughs> to yell at you. I get you. All right, man. That's good. We'll talk more. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Look at that. Show done. See it. <laughs> that was great. What's well, it? Okay. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm trying to be uh, better at the conflict thing. And for sure, we talked, came up earlier. We talked about it. Um, it's all related to the ask thing. But I find that that area of my life is definitely one where there's a lot of manifestations of the same internal problems. Yeah. I have my, one of my psychoanalysts, I uh, would say the only way in is through. Mm. And so I, I left him because uh, <laughs> I was like, well, you're not the right therapist. And, uh, but there, you know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but th there really is, and, and we can talk about that specific situation. There's a lot of power recognizing the thing that you might want to work on and not labeling it so critical. I don't, I feel like you a little bit are labeling it such a bad thing for yourself, but like, yeah. Hey, this is an area that I'd like to get better at and not making it an all or nothing kind of like I'm good or bad at this stuff. Mm. But this is a way that you get better. So you do this quarterly, you do it monthly or whatever you find the cadences. And, and I've had this exact same thing. I came back to AppSumo three years ago and I told them what we we're gonna do, same yeah, exact yeah, thing. Yeah. And I was like, here's what you're gonna do. I'm Noah Kagan, yeah. look at my Twitter <laughs> following. Clearly I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm a social media influencer, guys. Like I know how to run yeah, a company. Yeah, clearly. And uh, they spent a year. So I had the idea that we take AppSumo, which has been highly curated, like just very specific. We only do very few deals. And I was like, we got to scale, guys. That's what they say we're supposed to do. We got to scale. So we went from 600 deals to 13,000. And the whole team was resisting it. Every day they're like fighting me. And I was like, you just do what I want. And it was a great lesson that you have, to, if you want people to do it with you, one, you have to get buy-in. And I have found the best people I work with actually challenge me the most. Mm. They're the ones saying no. And it's a little frustrating, but that's also how you even get better ideas. Yeah, I think sometimes I'm very challenging. Mm, may have to work on that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm certainly not perfect, but I do think I want what's best for the company, just like you do. Yeah. So like, it's not like I'm resistant because I'm negative for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. That was beautiful. I really like that you guys were able to, and I'm guessing after this, you'll probably have a follow-on conversation. We probably will. Probably not. <laughs> no, no. But you know, it, it doesn't have to be conflict. I mean, I think yeah, conflict yeah. sounds bad. There's, you know, Jerry Colonna from Reboot. I love this guy. We use them as a kind of business coaches. And okay, they, yeah. But one of the things they say, which we do in all of our meetings, every one of our leadership meetings has a section called kvetches. It's a Yiddish word for complaints. But what's the thing that's unsaid that needs to be said? Mm, yeah. And that sounds like a great one. And so creating spaces, I hate when woo-woo people say this, but like creating time so that you could say it and then have a conversation. The other thing that you guys did that's a subtlety, but is, is beautiful is ask people to tell you more about the experience and ask it in open-ended ways. How did that make you feel? What do you think about it? So use how and what. I find that to be super easy to get more open expression versus like, why do you do that? Because when I hear why, I'm like attacked. Yeah. So that's it's, a great point. All right, man. Well, we got to slowly start getting you out of here. So let's move <laughs> to the next segment of the show. We're about a third of the way through. I'm just kidding. No, uh, leadership is, man, yeah. wow. Oh, I, I was going to say the last thing yeah, with leadership please. is one, optimism, I think is, is infectious. There's a lot more like singular goals, which I learned from Zuckerberg and reviewing yourself, getting feedback from others. And I also say coaches, like I have, Yeah, I, don't, I think we've spent a million dollars or more on coaches in the past few years, oh. straight up. And so I have a CEO coach, which is Eamon. He's our former CEO. We have Dan Putt from Reboot. I have Moody Glasgow, who's our marketing coach. She worked at Glassdoor and, and Zapier and 
having providing outside opinions and and what's fascinating about it is almost all the time they're telling me the things I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And so I have to pause for a second and be like, oh, I'm resisting that. Why? Yeah. But that's also how then you can become a better leader because you have people who've done other things or seen other things that I haven't done. Mm. That's such a good point. Yeah. I, I just, I'm spending a, I mean, well over six, I mean, six figures, you know, on coaching this year for myself. Good. And uh, yeah, it's not cheap, but even one conversation can change your entire life forever. So it's like, what's that worth, right? It's like, <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty yeah. cheap. It does sound pretty cheap, right? It's like, oh, it, you know. now there's bad coaches. Do you have any recommendation on how to, how do you know you have the right coach? How do you pick the right person to help you? If I go to a gym, I want the person who looks fit. Okay. And so yeah. for business specifically, I want to know the person who's done the exact thing I want to do. And so that is why I'm, I'm against a lot of the people on YouTube and being coaches. Yeah. Because none of them have, act, like, show me the business you're operating today. Yeah. Well, you've never done one. Okay. And look, there are coaches like Bill Belichick. He played, you know, D3 college and he's won championships. But I want to have, for me, my coach, like Moody Glasgow, CMO of Glassdoor, CMO of Zapier, vice president of marketing electronic arts. He has done the thing I want to do. Like Zapier is a billion dollar business beyond $5 billion valuation. And they've done, I don't care about the billion dollar part, but they've scaled beyond where I've done. So now he's always... He's always bugging me like, Noah, your brand is confusing. And I'm like, Moody, I don't care about that. Let me do marketing tactics. I got to fix my Facebook ads or whatever. He's like, that doesn't matter. Because mm. he's gone beyond where I'm going. He knows that's the thing I need to be thinking about. And so that that is my number one approach. Like, have they done the thing you want to do? Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. All right, man. Next segment of the show is called the three, two, one pivot. I love the word pivot, right? The idea being your life was going one direction. Something happened and it started going a different direction and preferably in the positive way. So <laughs> I can, yeah. what, I'm about three books that have pivoted your life. Oof. Is pivoted a word? I don't even know if it's a word. We're gonna Total say word. Pivoted. Piv- oh, pivoted. Pivoted. Ooh, that's, can I verbalize? Yeah, yeah that's verbalize. New word. Everything is, is made up. Okay, we're going to make it all I, up. Like, you know all the words we have yeah, are made, made up? I don't know yeah, people yeah, like words the new up. one. Yeah, actually in the grand scheme of things, every single word we use was invented by somebody at some point. That's when people are like, oh, I've got a unique idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah no. it's really unique. <laughs> I've never heard electric cars before. You know that electric cars started in 1900? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Look it up. <laughs> Elon invented it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one pivot. So three books that have changed the direction of your life, two people that have made the biggest pivot yeah. in your life, and then one quote. So three books. Three books. I would say Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. Ooh, yeah. You, you know, know what, Donald? lightly yeah i don't i don't really know much but did you ever read blue like jazz that was i've read all his books okay yeah blue like jazz was a huge one for me i've i love and it's it's christian writing and i'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. jewish yeah. and <laughs> it's not you know uh who's bob there's bob as well his friend bob yeah, he's that, also a christian author is that bob goff yeah, that different bob? yeah i love okay, bob 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 is legit i love bob goff bob is he, one of the greatest speakers i've ever heard yeah. he put his phone number in his book yeah yeah i called yeah, he, he answered, answered. Yeah. he's not bullshit like yeah. a lot of these other people <laughs> I, I it just irritates me and, and bob yeah. is is the real one yeah he's a, he's a thug you know yeah. <laughs> bob is out there thug life yeah so million miles in a thousand years and so i've not read that one of his though okay i'm gonna read it I, now i'm gonna gift list. it to you oh, I, I would love do you do digital physical audio uh you know i like physical okay i'll get i'll get you you want a secret this is a quote from uh my, my cousin is in the army in Israel. He's like, you know the difference between remembering and forgetting? Writing it down. Writing it down. Yeah. That could be another, that could be a bonus quote. You know what I do for writing things down? This has been a game changer, just su- super simple tip in my life, but it has made such an impact. I hooked up a, a Zapier, Zapier, Zapier. That's Whatever. their problem. Yeah. Yeah. I hooked up a Zapier to like a phone number to, so a text message phone number to an Asana like board. I have an Asana. That's what I use, right? That my assistant runs. So now instead of me texting my assistant and hoping that she, because it just goes in the middle of the night, or whatever, instead of Ooh, me putting in Asana, 
which I won't ever open up the app Asana. It's complicated. Scroll, yeah, it's complicated. I just text because texting is the easiest thing in the world. So I just say, text Asana new. Thank Noah Kagan. There it is. Oh, Asana wow. New. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So I'll send I'm not going to send it now. And my assistant then will now on her list, she looks at every single day as a solicitor. Anyway. By the way, that so, could be a business. It could be a business. The so texting, things that you're doing that are yeah. make your life easier, yeah. save you time. And I had to go through several steps to get if just one thing could, yeah. So anyway, now I don't forget things that I text my Asana. Anyway, but, sorry. Yeah. So Donald Miller, thousand million yep. miles in a thousand years. I love, it's a self-help book, but not taught in like, you should love yourself and you need to like yourself. And it, it's told through his own story. Yep. And his own story was, I'm not happy with my life, which I think a lot of us have these moments. Like I was talking to someone even literally earlier today is I don't like my job. I, I feel stuck in these areas. And Donald Miller writes a story, which is true, about how he didn't feel that way and how you can change it. You can change your job, mm -hmm. you can change your geography, and you can change it right now. That's yeah. literally what we talk about in the book. And so one of the things that he changed my life was that he, he took a bike trip across America. I didn't know that. Yeah, so in the book, it's how he's fat and lazy and like he's not inspired and all these things. And so he's, he's like, you're the author of your own story. You can write it however you want. And so he just decided to bike across America with some other people. And that inspired me to bike across America. So I've been on a bike across America journey. I do now segments every year. Oh, no, I didn't because know of, Yeah, because of Donald Miller. That's so, awesome. and it's, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just biked from Phoenix to Albuquerque two months ago. That, yeah, it sucked. We're, we have to work on this. But anyways, I like that his point is about, we can all live a great story yeah. and it's available for everyone. So you can go do it. I, I would say a uh, million dollar weekend. Okay. I would say it has been a pivotal book for me to feel confident that I can do, that I can believe in myself. That's a good answer. Was that three? Was that no, two? that was two. Okay. That was two. We got one more. Pivotal books. I know sometimes when there's like hundreds of books, I'm just like, well, what's, what's the uh, one I got to say? Yeah. Well, I use Goodreads. Use Goodreads. Yeah, yeah. I still track and rate every single one of my books. So yeah, Million Dollar Weekend by me, <laughs> written by me, audiobook by No Kate. Now, um, did you the audiobook on it? I did. Oh my God, that's so hard. It's the worst thing I've ever done. I didn't, I, I hate much it. Much respect. It's like, I'll tell you respect, moms. Yeah. <laughs> during your first trimester, yeah. lots of respect. I don't know how hard it is for them. It's so much respect. Yeah. <laughs> and then recording an audiobook yeah. is nowhere near as hard as being a mother. Let me just shut up right there. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the third book, I would say, a book to me is like, Five years, 10 years later, am I still different from yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so the third book would be The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Oh, I just bought that one. Oh, yeah. it's a yeah, banger of a book. It's a banger. It definitely, in, yeah. Yeah, it definitely inspired, it changed my life because I, all my life I knew I liked making money mm -hmm. and I knew I was, I was good at that. Like that's a skill. And I thought, what a useless skill. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Like yeah. I can't, I'm not like Alex where I can hook up microphones and I know that there's like <laughs> a thing called gain. Yep. And if you sit further away, the gain changes and like, the ISO ratings. And I never thought I could take photos. And that book, I would say liberated me to feel that all of us have creativity in us. All of us can be creative in a different aspect, whether it is a business creativity or it's an artistic creativity. And, and that felt liberating. Mm. And one of her, her number one thing in the book is called Morning Pages. It's journaling, by yeah. the way, for people wondering. And her whole thing is every single morning, you just write and there's no rule. You yeah. just have to do it every morning. And so I have now done that maybe four years. Every single Monday I do it. I found doing it every day didn't add for me, but every single Monday, I just journal. Yeah. I just write whatever the hell is on my mind, and then I write things I'm looking forward to in the week. And yeah, now that was a profound impact where I'm still one doing it, and two, it just made me feel empowered to be a creative in, in my own way, and it's for all of us too, and I love that. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right, man. Next, two pivot people. Two people. I would say 
my girlfriend, who's now my baby mama. Okay. It's so cool to have a baby mama baby and be able mama, to say that. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm her poppy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like to be able to say to be a poppy. Yeah. You know, that's great. Um, she's Latina for people wondering. So that's why I'm, I'm saying poppy. I was reflecting why I'm feeling so happy about life and so calm about life and so just excited to be alive. And a lot of it, I would say, is traced back to her. And it's her kindness. She's just so kind to me. She's kind and to herself and to even my mom. Like, my mom sent me a shirt that says like forecast 2024, you're gonna be a dad. And it has like things that happen for dads. And I'm like, it's like such a trash shirt. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and I told my mom like, please don't send me, it sound, I sound like such an ungrateful <laughs> son, cause I am. No, but I was like, mom, thank you for the gift. I love it, but I'm going to Spain and I don't really want more clothes. I, I'm, I like the clothes I have. Can we not send me more clothes? And she took it pretty negatively. And then Mafe is like, don't be mean to mommy. And she calls my mom and talks to my mom for an hour and a half. And she's like, tell, tell your mom that she can always just message me about gifts. And she just does that time and time again to everyone. And it's just been such a good influence. That's great. Because for me, I think I'm not kind to myself a lot. I think all of us are pretty much our meanest. The meanest person we have is ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we talk to other people the way we talk to ourselves, we, we, yeah. we end up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Or someone said, uh, talk to yourself like you do to your child. Mm, and yeah. you would never talk to your, your child the way you talk to yourself. Oh, but yeah, she's so just good. been such a good uh, role model of that of behavior. And I never thought I could find a person like her. Mm. I just, you know, I was talking with your, the, Alex, uh, the producer, videographer guy. And it's like, oh, is someone really going to exist that's like that out there? And it's like, yeah, you just have to believe. Yeah. That is literally optimism. Like there is going to be a, a guy or girl as well as a business or a life out there. And uh, it's been amazing to find it. And didn't, you know, it's not always great. Like she got mad at me. Let me ask you a question. The real question here. <laughs> okay. okay. You're going on a flight with you and your wife. Okay. She's an aisle girl, woman. You're a window guy. Now you're buying seats. You're not doing business class. But how do you buy the seats? How would you be your approach? I would by the window and the aisle, knowing that I could always trade one of them later on, but there's a chance it would sit empty. But <laughs> that I would do it. If you buy, I just had this happen to me the first time because I fly a lot. If you buy a window and your mm -hmm. girlfriend buys an aisle, yep, you do. are not allowed to talk to each other across me. <laughs> Dude, well, so she told I, me, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so I just learned to, you know. I just had that happen and I was like, doing this the whole time. And I was like, uh, unacceptable. You guys are jerks. This is That's terrible. Funny. Yeah. I learned that too. So I was, we're going to Spain in two weeks and she's like, you need to ask me and we need to sit together. I was like, that's right, baby mama. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning, you know, I'm still improving. We're all, it's patience. But yeah. Just, just so many great, you know, it's made my life so much more stable, so much more like fulfilling just everything. Yeah. And then to be a father, which is a whole another, you know, the episode, I'd say the second person, I would say my therapist, not the one I, I ran away from. <laughs> it's this guy named Dr. Larry Janeski out of Austin. He only does remote. And yeah, I was thinking about a lot of the changes. Like I used to have a very extreme, like all or nothing mentality. Like if it's not everything, then it's nothing. Or I'm like partying a lot or I'm chasing a lot. And, or I have a lot of anxiety being alone. Like my dad, who was an entrepreneur, would leave me at home alone to go work. I think he actually went to go party, but he would say work. And then I'd be alone and anxious. And so it's just so many different areas that, I didn't really enjoy in my life or I was having, I was struggling with. And just like showing up every week or every other week, like I'd say over the past two years, uh, have had a profound impact where I, yeah, in all of aspects of my life, I'm, I, I, I like how I am. I like who I am. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely say he's been, he doesn't told me anything to do. He just asked the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good therapy session. <laughs> I got a therapist as well. That, yeah. I don't talk to enough, but it's always valuable time. And it's ridiculously cheap compared to like a performance coach you know like you hire a 
you know, $10,000 an hour performance coach or an actual therapist, they're way cheaper. Yeah, well, it, I think that's funny, branding. My therapist, yeah. I don't know if you can, I don't wanna say his, but let's just say it's 250 an hour. Yeah. I've gone to a business coach who yeah. was a thousand hour. I was like, dude, you're the same. Yep. Uh -huh. I was like, that's good marketing. Yeah, and one guy has got a way better <laughs> college degree that he's charging way less. Yeah. yeah, those guys could probably take a lesson in branding and make a lot more money. But, but just, you know, and I think therapy, it's zooming out on us. This, and I always like this idea of zooming out. Like let's, like the, every professional athlete has a coach or have someone yeah. to talk to and work on things, but in, in other areas of life, like I had a friend who was having a kid and he's like, I'm just gonna see how it goes. And I was like, oh, when is yeah. when does that ever work? Yeah. Like go get, get a doula yeah. for babies or go yep. get books or go get coaches. And you start to recognize like you can get a therapist to work on your brain, yeah. like pretty damn amazing of what you can then change. Maybe in real estate, like yeah. get a coach who's done this stuff before. It's amazing that we will, yeah, we will buy coaches for some aspect of our life, but things like, like I've still never been to a marriage therapist. Part of it, my wife doesn't want to, but I'm like, I once heard some a good friend of mine, him and his the fiance now, no. they have from the day they started dating, like the first day they went and saw a, ther a couple therapist and they've done it every single week since. It's been like four years. Wow. And they said, and they've never had a fight now because of that. Because from day one, they had the expectation of we are going to, like, why would you wait till your business is failing to go and hire a coach? Like, <laughs> yeah. why not do it along the way? Why wait until you're out of the NFL? to go hire somebody to help you with your kick. Like you do it along the way. Shout out so, Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, but why not, why not do that? Uh, yeah, why not do that Here's the thing, there's, there's certain things, like everything that we know, we just don't do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's like the journey is the destination. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that, but they're yeah. like, I just need to get to the I destination get, yeah. a lot fucking faster. Yep. And it's <laughs> like, <laughs> <I'll get there. laughs> All right, so uh, quote, quote, quote. quote. Um, the quote that I think is subconsciously ingrained in me is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm. And I actually didn't know what that quote meant, but it means that if you ask for something or you speak up for yeah. something, that's the thing that gets paid attention to. And I have noticed like even last week, I bought Ray-Ban glasses because I do some of my YouTube filming with the smart glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't work, the, the new version doesn't work the, work the way I want. And I messaged them and they're like, oh, the refund window is 60 days. And I was like, okay, let me at least ask again. And I was like, okay, well, can you make an exception? And they said, yeah, we can't. I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> right? cool. So I was able to return the glasses. And that's something my mom said a lot. And she still says this a lot. And she still, and, and I think it doesn't mean you just ask. It also means you follow up, Yeah. right? Like you want to be on someone's show. You want someone to be your girlfriend or boyfriend or customer. It's, it's asking, getting it so people do, I guess, put grease on you, which is not really appealing. <laughs> if you think about the concept. Yeah, but if you start asking for the things, you'll start getting the get things. It. Yeah, Yeah. there's a biblical principle. I can't remember if it was Jesus or... Paul, but he says like, you have not because you ask not. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know where that is? Uh, no. We'll look it up. Yeah, we can, we can, we can search it. Yeah. Um, and then I think it says if you, and if you do ask, you ask with the wrong motives is what it, I think is the full line. I'm probably butchering that. Alex is going to look it up, I think though. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, you have not because you ask not. Uh, all right, man. Let's do past, present, future. This is a big rapid fire here. Advice to your younger self. More positive self-talk. Okay way more positive self-talk where, you know, even yesterday I told you, me and my girlfriend got, she got upset with me because I, I was like, well, I got you the aisle and I got a window because I thought you'd like that. That's yeah. what I was trying to, yeah. and you know, I think then I would normally would go off on this negative narrative. Yeah, yeah. And in, as I've gotten older, it's just like, when you have a negative, just tell yourself a positive. Yeah. So when you've made a mistake, like, okay, I made a mistake, but I'm not a bad person. And I think I, I wish I would have had a lot more of that in my twenties and thirties, leading me to my forties. Uh, I'm telling you though, the window aisle trick, you did it right. 
And then uh, when you get on the plane, <laughs> there is no person in the middle seat. If somebody does end up getting middle seat, that will not trade. There's no person on life that wouldn't trade with one of you. So you can, the asymmetric oh, bet. Oh, that's an interesting one. Right? You always do the window in the aisle. You leave the middle open. People probably won't book it. So you probably have nobody next to you. If they do book it though, then you just trade with them on the plane, whatever one you want, whichever one wants. What I was going to do, I was going to ha just have my assistant by the book middle. Yeah. Book yeah. the middle. Though I've heard that they can still give that seat away if they don't check in. Yeah, because they can go standby. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. you can go standby and you lose it anyway. But anyway, it gives you options later, but it gives you the best <laughs> chance of having nobody. I, I literally, there. one of my dreams is by 50, flying only private. Yeah, yeah. And I then it's just it. like, baby, sit wherever you want. You want, yeah. you want all of them? Take all yeah, of them. Yeah. <laughs> we can all dream. It's good to have dreams. Uh, here's another younger question. I, I never asked this question, but I think it'd be fun to throw at you. What would your younger self say to you if they saw where you were at today? I'm proud of you. Mm. What 20 year old know would say was like, damn, that's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> I think that's what he would actually say. I think that's what he said. You know, I, what I think about was there was a guy named Prashanth and I was sleeping on his floor and just like, you know, what's going on in this life? Like, what am I doing here? Why am I on this planet? And uh, I think seeing me today feeling just content with how things are going and it's not always great and being okay that it's not great. And sometimes it is great. A lot of times it is. And I think it'd be very just like, dude, so cool. Like, it's so cool. Like, I can't believe I get to live this life. Like, I'm glad it did. And I think that this is another cliche thing that people don't, I don't think most are going to absorb, and maybe a few will, is that it really does all work out. Mm. It really does. And I, I think for me to get to where I was to where I am, and, and for most people, it's actually closer than they think, where they are and where they want to be. I think I just wish I wasn't so, like, frustrated with myself along that way. Yeah. Because I think I would have probably ended up similarly to here, but it was just, like, along the way, just much harder on myself. That makes sense. Uh, what's a habit or action that you've implemented in your life in the last 12 months that's given you a better life? The thing I talked about earlier in the show is dramatic change in my leadership. So a weekly review. Okay. And you could change that and put just change that to whatever it is you're working on. Yeah. So if it's your relationship. Yeah, it could be a marriage like, review. Yeah, it could yeah. be a marriage review each week. And and I like the idea of one numerical and two, it's just for yourself. Yeah, Mine goes to my my chief of staff at AppSumo, not mine, the chief of staff at AppSumo. And we help, she does look over it. She's like, you've been really good lately. So yeah. keep it up. But it's just nice to have that. Uh, and you can do that in any area. That's cool. What about your legacy? And when I ask legacy, I'm talking about someday you're going to die. People are going to be standing around yeah. talking about you saying, oh yeah, Noah was what? Yeah. I don't believe in legacy. Okay. Because I, I think when we die, like all the benches that have your name on it just get like removed. Sure. Yeah. Right. All that stuff. That's I, why I like the idea of what, are they, what do you want them to say about yeah. you? Yeah. Think about you. Yeah. I think try to, you know, the reason I say that is I'm, who knows what happens afterwards. So yeah. just do it all while you're here, like spend it all while you're here, donate it while you're here, enjoy it while you're here. I think what I'd like people to say, no, it was fun. Mm. No, it was fun. Yeah. Like it was, it was a fun ride with that guy. Yeah. Like that guy was fun. And I think for myself as well as for others, generous. And I, I do think sometimes the things we say about ourselves either are very, very true or very, very untrue. <laughs> you know, like, well, that guy's a cheapskate. <laughs> but I, I'd like to think that they, people will say like, he was fun. I smiled with him and he was generous to himself as well as to me. You bought my wooden sunglasses. Dude, hell Thank yeah. You. <laughs> All right, next and last segment, we call this a wrap up. First one, what are you excited about? I think that's obvious. What are you excited about in the future? Yeah, well that and the baby, that's, well, that's know, whatever. my, yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> but the book, man, that's yeah, what we're yeah, yeah. My, my, <laughs> my, my paper baby, my real baby. Yeah. The other thing I got a just quick comment, okay. I don't even necessarily remember these glasses yeah. as much as it, yeah. but I think what that's actually so powerful uh -huh. that you can make someone's life. Yeah. Which is not kindness. Yeah. By I think there's very kindness. Yeah. And it's so, we're so, we're all moving so quickly. We're all so busy. We're all like replying and texting and DMing and whatever, moving on to the next thing and, and literally just buying, I don't know, $100, $2,000, $1,000 of glasses. 
stuck with you, yeah. right? Do you, and do you know Dan Martell? Yeah. So Dan tells a story uh, when he was on the podcast. He tells this amazing story about this correctional officer when he was in prison that just like poured into him and had this great conversation and changed his life forever. And Dan thought about it for like a decade, went and tracked the guy down, found him. And the guy was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, he just, like, he's like, I, I said nice things to a lot of kids. Like, I had no idea, but it made an impact. So yeah, you never know who you're gonna make an impact on. Yeah. So try to be a little bit kinder to yourself. It makes it easier to be kinder on others. Yeah. What, what was the question? Well, yeah. The book, what are you excited about? Oh, book? I mean the book it's- And the baby. It, the book, my two babies, my two babies, the uh, paper baby and real baby. The book, I, I want to see what people are gonna do for themselves. Like, I don't make money on the book. I don't like the, the amount of attention I have is more than enough. I'm very content with the amount of attention. I'm curious to see what people, how people are gonna change their lives. Yeah. So I'm very curious, and you know, they'll start in two weeks, really getting the book, and then you know, let's see how that goes over the next know, five years, ten years. Yeah. And I, I, the thing I would be clear for everyone out there is, people always think I need to impact a lot of people to make a difference. It's like why not just one? So I'm not necessarily. If a million people read a million dollar weekend, I don't care. If it's nine hundred ninety thousand, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> Somehow you'll live with that. Yeah, I'll be I'll be fine. Um, I, I think. And then the baby is. I never thought you know, and maybe people out there. I never thought I'd be able to find a partner yeah. that would like me or I, that I could be with or be able to have a baby and be a father. So I'm very excited. Mm. I'm very I'm, I'm nervous. You know, I want him to be healthy. It's a boy. Uh, we're naming him Brandon. I was, I was literally just going to go there, man. Dude. I was going to ask you if we're going to be like the Brandon, full like Brandon, Brandon Turner. Brandon Turner Kagan. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was hoping. So that, okay. I was going to give you permission not to use a middle name. You don't have to. I'm going to give you that easy <laughs> out. But if you want that's to fine. do with it, that's fine. It's Brandon Turner. Middle, yeah, strong middle name. Medium pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Kagan. That's perfect. Okay. That's well, a great I got to tell, tell Moffat. She's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah, let her um, know. yeah, and I think the, the father thing, I'm really excited. Yeah. I just can't believe it. And like, I, I feel fortunate that I started years ago to do entrepreneurship so that I have the flexibility where if I want to take decades off, yeah. I can, or yeah. if I want to be, you know, and I think you asked about leadership, leadership is example. Yeah. Like how are you showing up and what are you showing for your, your son or your daughter? And so for me, it's like, all right, well, let me have my work life the way I want. And that son, my son will be like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that or maybe I'll do something else, but at least he has a good example of it. Yeah. I'm excited for you to enter that phase. It's uh, it's wild and it's amazing. It seems like, what's your one father advice? I've been asking every uh, <laughs> friend of mine who has kids, I'm gonna give you a very, very tactical one. It's simply, yeah, it's easy to remember, is never let your kids see you on your phone. That shit, dude. Look at it. Just like, <laughs> no, I, I don't, I'm not perfect at that rule in any way, but I think it's a fun goal to shoot for is to never let my kids see me on my phone. Mm, tell me more about you that. You are really good at it. I'm terrible. You're at really it. good you at it. You think I'm good at it? I, I think, think you're really good oh, at it. I try really hard. Uh, I think that we live in an increasingly distractible world where we're all okay. just getting sucked in right to our phones. We all have, every one of us is addicted to our phones. It's like, there's different levels of addiction, but we all have addiction to our phone. And I think lessons are caught, not taught. And therefore, I, I didn't invent that, but I love that phrase, they're caught, not taught. So I can tell the kid all day long to try to control their addictions through life, or they can see a real example of dad controlling his addiction. Mm. So that's my theory around Thank phones. you. Yeah. Well, man, last question of the day. Where would you like people to connect with you, to learn more about you, to follow you, all that good things? MillionDollarWeekend.com. That's a good domain name. Do you buy I, that or is it free? No. It's eight bucks. Well, no, it's actually a funny story. I bought TheMillionDollarWeekend.com. I bought MDWBook.com. Someone who was in my beta launch team got it mm. and was like, hey, I've been holding on this for months. I wanted to surprise you. Oh, that's so his super name is cool. Derek, uh, and he gifted it to me. That's awesome. And so that was that was you know a twelve dollar thing for him, but now it, yep. you know if he needs help, it's funny the small things that, yeah. that stick. Oh, and buy your kid's domain name. 
Yeah. So Brandon Turner Kagan.com. Did you also get, get their Gmail? I, so I got I my, didn't do that. I, my, I got my brother's kid. Well, now I have to do it before the episode airs. Gonna, or something it. <laughs> I got my brother's kid Gmail. Hold on. Yeah. Text Asana new. Get Rosie and Wilder's Gmails. There it is. I thought that was like a really nice gift. Hey, you really sent it. Awesome. I literally I, just sent it. Now I won't forget it. Now I'll talk to a dude, cat about it. Difference between remembering and forgetting. I'm always whenever people give you like, oh, that was such a great recommendation, and yeah. then they don't write it down. I'm like, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you use the thing you're addicted to and put it in there? <laughs> um, but yeah, I got him the Gmail, and he's like, eh, fine. Mm. <laughs> I remember I got no, you know, I don't my my Gmail yeah. account. I was like, wow, yeah. I got rejected from the company. I didn't get the job at Google, but that that is what I asked for. Yeah. When they didn't hire me, I was like, can I get my, can I get the Gmail account that I want? They're like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really want BrandonTurner.com. So if anybody wants to make that uh, happen. Who, some, who has it? Some other guy named Brandon Turner. I don't know. I need to fight him. It is, dude, there's <laughs> been, it's been funny. I've done that a few times. Like my favorite restaurant in Austin is Uchi. And so there was an Uchi Co. That's an, they're at one of their other restaurants. And so I found the person in Japan who owned it, negotiated with them, paid $1,700, got Uchi Co., hit up Tyson Cole. And I was like, bro, I just got your domain for your restaurant. And he says, what's a domain? <laughs> and I was like, I like literally thought I was the man. Yeah, yeah, and then I, cool move, he, but... he put me in touch with his marketing person. He's like, then yeah, that guy understood that guy. what was going on. <laughs> and then they gave me some gift cards. So, so I was, it was not, but it, it was a nice gesture. I yeah, like this I Gmail. I like, I like the domain one. Yeah. Very cool, man. All right. Well, milliondollarweekend.com. And Great what do you on social media? At Noah Kagan. Easy. N-O-A-H-K-A-G-A-N. Does it worry you that there's a, now a famous musician named Noah Khan? And you're not that dissimilar. In Is he worried that there's a famous business person named Noah Kagan? <laughs> I, I'd like to do a concert together. You Maybe should. like I'll do the marketing and sales mm -hmm. business and he could do the the singing. It's a really good idea. It was interesting because I saw him on the come up maybe six, seven years ago. And I was like, please don't get famous. Please yeah. don't get famous. <laughs> and then he's got all this like stick season shit. Which, yeah. And I listened to it and I'm like, this song's it's a good song. It's a good it's a, song. It's a, it's a good, if you don't legit. like that song, dude. Yeah. So Noah Kagan, as you watch this, holler at your boy, DM me and we'll, yeah. we'll work out something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And that is the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of A Better Life with Brandon Turner. I hope you enjoyed the insights and the wisdom uh, brought to you today on the show. If you found value in this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, your feedback actually does help us improve the show. We look at the feedback. I look at the feedback. And we can reach more people with our message of living a better life. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow me on social, Beardy Brandon. And hey, before I go, this show is all about the habits, actions, and beliefs that can give you a better life. But in case you're interested and you want to know my opinion on what it takes to live the best life ever, and that includes some of my kind of weird spiritual beliefs maybe, check out abetterlife.com slash bestlife. abetterlife.com slash bestlife. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time on A Better Life with Brandon Turner.